you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you'd be the run Nicky split. You can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the years of life. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, in the army tomorrow night. Motivation. No, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. Woo! Every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're going to find out what hard is. All of them. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, make a delicious, delicious. I hate God. Hit the dog. Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. It is Wednesday night. It is Dirt Sheet Dudes. I hope everybody's doing good out there. And I hope the mic's all working good. Looks like my uh, kids decided to do something to the audio today. But anyway, no big deal at all. Looks like it's all working. I got little bouncy things in Mixler. Anyway, I am Boxman. And across from me is Mr. Smart Wahlberg. How are you doing, sir? I am fantastic. How are you? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Just kind of trying to see what my kids did here today. All right. Got that going. Got that going. Looks like everything is actually just fine. I think we're okay now. Okay. We're good. We're good. I love that song. I think we're okay now. (laughs) Doesn't seem to be audio issues. Ah, for once. No, it looks like we're uh, looks like we're okay. Looks like we're okay. I like that. I like that. That's a good thing. 
That's definitely a good thing. Man, wasn't that big of a news week, but a few of the things that are happening in the news is some pretty big shit. And uh, obviously, Tony Khan made an announcement tonight that uh, is getting mixed reactions, as usual. Uh, I guess we'll see what's going on. I guess we'll see how uh, how we feel about that. We'll get to that when we do the AEW. Oh, excuse me. The AEW um, review. But anyway, I guess what we can do. Smart. I guess what we can do is get the plugs going. What do you think? Sounds good. Probably be a good idea if I had some music in there. Let me find that royalty-free folder. Hold on a second. All right. Hold on. There we go. Okay, we'll put this over there. Oh, I got to drag it all the way over to the other monitor. All right, I didn't think out that other monitor thing. Man, it's a long drag. Oof. Okay, all right. Here we go. I got plugs loaded up. I got everything we need to do. So let me go ahead and start playing that. And we will start doing plugs and knock this bad boy out. All right, everyone. Check out the high marks. That's right, Cheeseman Mojo and G Wiz. And you can check them out right here on Mixler, Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Or you can go to YouTube, check them out there. But if you want to check them out live, Sundays, 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. And you got the Inhuman, uh, the Inhumans, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms also. And of course, everything on Scripted Wrestling Podcast. Everything Unscripted Network, EUP Network over there on Blog Talk Radio. Check them out. Eric, Doug, Daniel, good guys over there. And wherever you find podcasts. And, of course, Stephen Milan, Letterboxd, B-O-X-D dot com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. And he's over there reviewing films. And I will be back reviewing something this Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm not sure what, but uh, I'll be doing something. Had a good time last week. Did Boomerang. It was a real... I forgot how good that movie was. Yeah, I was there for that. It was fun times. Oh, yeah? Yeah, most definitely, man. So, please, sir, go ahead. Of course. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine, as well as wherever you get your gosh darn podcasts. Be sure to listen to Cheese on Sports. Cheese Man G Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt with two T's, and myself. We're talking the NBA. We're talking the NHL. We're not talking Major League Baseball because they're on strike. <laughs> How about that? But we're talking UFC, so be sure to join us every week, Mondays, 8.30. Also, be sure to listen to Mojo and Dirk's Mo's Dad show wherever you get your gosh darn podcast and be sure to always 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 check out our friends at planet raconteur it's the planet raconteur podcast with bobby anthem papa dave sincere and yuck nasty all 16 episodes of season one are available and be sure to subscribe for season two as it comes out ever ongoing they got an audible how about that audible you got a pod bay Got Spreaker everywhere you need to go, everywhere you need to find them. They're there. Nice. So go there. Be there. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do everything we just told you to do. Everything, goddammit. All right. Let's drop this goddamn music. Okay, here we go. We're dropping the music. And we can pause the music and we can go back over here. And seems like my mic is awfully low. One sec here. All right, no big deal. I can, I can fix it quickly.
Yes, it is very low. Oh, I'll bet that's way louder than everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, that was wildly unpleasant. Not necessarily loud, but just weirdly distorted. Everything now is too loud. Let me turn everything down a little bit. Okay, that should be a little better. All right, there we go. Sorry about that, folks. I didn't realize, once again, I knew my kids did something with the microphones today, but didn't know what they did, so now it looks like I figured that out. Hopefully everything is good. I hope I'm not over-modulating or anything like that. So uh, there we go. We should be much better at this point. I hope. If I am, please let me know if I'm sounding bad. Yeah, you, you never want too much player hating or over-modulating in this dancery. Don't want either one, man. Don't want either oh, one. Oh, sir. I do think one week we should just do like an entire like hour and a half of just us trying to fix audio issues. And then like when we get everything resolved, we're like, all right, so then. And then the show just cuts off. In other words, a Wednesday. <laughs> well, yes, I think we've unintentionally done that show several times, which is never as a, an intentional bit. No, it's never intentional, but it does happen. It does happen every now and then. So, all right, let me put this down right here. So, all right, let's uh, let's figure out where to start here, Smart. Um, I guess we can start with the rumor mill. Um, there's a rumor going around that that yeah, really there is that um, Vince McMahon may actually get back in the ring and wrestle Pat McAfee. Now, all they say is there's going to be a program with the two, so I don't know what's gonna what that's going to be, but uh, how'd you like seeing old Vince back in the ring with Pat McAfee? What do you think? What do you think about that? How I would like that is that I would not like that, but what apparently is scheduled to happen is tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be on the Pat McAfee show, and he's bringing Austin Theory with him for backup because you know how just regular real-life interviews can always end in skirmishes these days. Yes. Okay. I see what well, my... Oh, okay. Hold on. This should sound better. It looks... What did they do? I'm sorry. My kids had the microphone boost on. Holy crap. <laughs> they like to be nice and crisp I'm like, when they yell things at people playing roller blocks. I'm like, something still doesn't sound right here. It just doesn't feel right. And glad I looked at that. I got the goddamn microphone boost on. We do not need a microphone boost. I have a goddamn mixer to boost my microphone. Uh, anyway, okay. Sorry about that. Look at us. Just keep fixing audio issues. Hopefully that's better, everybody. Once again, I know I'm kind of doing this out in the... Out in the open, but uh, I got to get it fixed one way or the other. Okay. Reminder. Kill kids. Okay. Yeah, we're good now. We're good. Be sure to leave the dog in the enclosed pool area. Yeah. Sometimes I like the dog better. Um, But anyway... (laughs) <laughs> That's like the only good thing that he ever did was like he's like, please somebody take care of the dogs. Like the dogs don't deserve to suffer. It's like, well, I guess that anything was good about that. Uh, yeah, you know, the dogs don't deserve to suffer. You're right. See, even fucking serial killers hate dogs. So if you don't like dogs, then you are just a, a bad person. Yeah, you're probably a bad person at that point. I, 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 I'd agree with that most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, dogs are cool. I mean, I'm not a cat person, but I've seen some cool cats. Yeah, I don't mind cats. Eh, 
I'm just more of a dog person. I always had dogs when I was a kid. We never had cats. So I guess I just kind of got used to having dogs and not cats. So I just consider myself a dog person, not a cat person. But uh, anyway, speaking of um, this little thing, I just don't understand. Um, They're calling it a complete smoke and mirrors event. Um, (laughs) Is it their official press release? They're just being that honest now. It's like, it's going to be total bullshit. We're going to advertise as a match, but I mean, you guys are smart. You know what's going on. Oh, you know, I don't know, but I I definitely am going to be interested to see what uh, Vince says on the old Pat McAfee show. Um, I think it's going to end up being Austin Theory as the guy taking on Pat. That's what I think. (laughs) I hate to cite other people because it's like you can always go to them for their opinion. So why would you be here? But Meltzer was talking about this. He said that he thought it was going to be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee too, and he just straight up said, "No one gives a shit about that." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> there you go. He's not wrong." No, I'm not going to argue with the guy. He's actually got a very valid point right there. No one does, but they're going to do it anyway. So I don't know. Like I said, I think it's going to be that. I, I agree with that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not interested in that very much, especially not as a uh, not as a mania match. And plus, I say that to kind of as a reference because, it's like, yeah, okay, we don't talk about WWE all that much anymore nowadays either. But like, this guy is gets paid to do it, and he is a quasi respected journalist. But he's like, who gives a fuck anymore? <laughs> like, they broke him too. What the he said, quasi respected journalist. I mean, it all depends on who you ask. Uh. That's like a qualifier. (laughs) (laughs) To some people, very respected. To other people, not respected at all. That's that's kind of a backhanded compliment. I like that. (laughs) Slightly reputable news person. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm slightly reputable. That's a good thing. (laughs) Okay, it's time for a beer. All right. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, this is nothing I want to see. And if the plan is to get Vince back in the ring, talk about something I want to see even less. No, thank you. Mm. No, thank you. Don't need to see that. Yeah, it's the thing is like nobody was really clamoring for this. You didn't have to book this. There was nothing to really play off of. They don't have history together. So it's like, why are you doing this? Oh, come on. You weren't dying to see this match. You lying sack of shit. Well, yeah, I'm just trying. I, I am, but I was just trying to, you know, pretend to be cool so I didn't come off as a mark. But I mean, that that's that's why I'm paying my sixty dollars, however the fuck much they're charging these days. Oh, pay per views have gone up too. They're now six hundred dollars. <laughs> Probably, in- you can buy them in Bitcoin. Oh, okay. It's only sixty billion Bitcoin. Perfect. Oh boy. Anyway, I I, I, just, I knew we weren't going to spend a ton of time on this. I think we're both agree- in agreement that we don't need to see this. No one needs to see it. No one needs to see Austin Theory take on Pat McAfee, M- McAfee, however you want to fucking say it. Uh, um, but I, 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 this is nothing I need to see. Nothing. No one. I, I, I for once, I agree with Meltzer. No one cares about this. <laughs> I do enjoy that. That was basically his editorial opinion. It was just like, yeah, nobody cares. No, um, no. While we're on the subject of potential WrestleMania matches, they're already talking about it's going to be a unification match between Brock and Roman. Yep. And they're already putting out there that it's like, yeah, they're not going to have a unified title for very long. 
<laughs> they put out a press release that was just like, in today's climate, there has to be a champion for both shows on both brands. And so they're, like, they're already just straight up telling us, like, look, this shit isn't going to matter. Like, you're going to watch it, and then you're not going to watch it again anyway. So why do you really care about the continuity? No, they're probably got a little, they'll introduce a new title, or they want to redo the title, or... No way. There does. There's got to be a champion on both shows because sometimes those shows are in fucking like across the fucking country from each other. Well, it's not it's not, not that like far. All but the time that they've had Brock as champion, he's been on the show every week. No, lately seems like lately he's been there every week, man. He's fucking killing it lately. He's been there more. I don't know what got into Brock, but he's there. Seems like every week. He's like, all right, I'll start showing up for work. <laughs> also, this really doesn't have anything to do with any news, but we just we don't we seldom talk WWE. And I saw a clip of it on Twitter. Ricochet was on Instagram live, and somebody just asked him, "Why are you bald?" And he got very upset. He was like, "Who would ask that question?" But then his face was like twitching, like he looked like he was going to cry. And I don't know how old that video was, but I saw it this week, so it's relevant to me. But it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he answer the question? Uh, that, uh, I mean, well, he answered the question by like trying not to cry. So I don't think he knows why it is that he's bald. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got a regenerative gene, obviously, and uh, I don't know. I mean, he, 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 maybe he should have done that uh, that hair transplant shit. I don't know. I, I'm not. True. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't think he's like ever had hair. I think he's always that I've seen him. I think he did in Chikara, but um, I mean that was a very long time ago. Yeah, you know, you get old, you, your hair falls out. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do. Dig up an old picture of Ricochet with hair. I mean, it either. I mean, listen. I had a friend in fucking high school who was already starting to get gray hair. <laughs> I don't know if that might be a wig. We'll see here. I'm gonna post. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Post that. It's fucking. It's baby Ricochet too, because it was at the very early beginning of his career. It's like when he was working in Kentucky and shit. Uh, let's see, there's one. Oh, baby Ricochet. Let's see. What the fuck? That's Ricochet. There's no tattoos, but that's Ricochet. That he looks... was Helios in Chikara. Yes, he looks. Helios, I guess you could say. I just think it's funny you're actually Googling Ricochet with hair. Mm -hmm. No, no hair. Okay, no, no, no hair. No hair. So, uh, who knows? That, that, I mean, I guess that is kind of a shitty question to ask someone, but I mean, you know, you, you sometimes you got to answer shitty <laughs> questions, you know? It's kind of how it is. Like I said, yeah, it happened on Instagram Live, but I, like, I would like to believe that it was like just he was talking to school children and one of them just raised their hand like, why are you bald? <laughs> like, well, that, that's not a very good question, Jimmy. <laughs> that's not very nice or polite or anything <laughs> like that. Shouldn't yeah, do, do that. Do answer the question, though, Ricochet. Why are you bald? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, you, you put out a Q&A. I don't know what you expect. Every now and then, you're going to get questions you don't like, is all I'm saying. Yeah, don't interact with people online. How old was that person? Why are you bald? <laughs> Jesus, who was it? My fucking Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone? 
<laughs> I thought you were just playing Macaulay Culkin now. <laughs> just starting shit with people. Just asking questions. <laughs> hey, why are you bald, motherfucker? It was Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> <laughs> of course, as always, I like to say, he's just wearing a newsman cap. He has a little fucking tiny notepad. Uh, we don't have a... I, 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 why? What, what happened to your hair? We don't have a Freddie Prince Jr. story this week. That sucks. <laughs> no. Oh, that does suck. I'm sorry about that, everybody. I apologize for no Freddie Prince Jr. story this week. We'll, we'll, I promise we'll dig one up next week. We will. We will. We'll make sure we dig one up next week. But um, anyway, I guess we can sort of roll on here. I'll bring up one of a quick little thing. We'll talk about uh, one little thing that kind of happened just yesterday. Um, Chavo Guerrero was sort of silently removed from the AEW roster page. And Chavo tweeted, that's news to me. I guess having at Tony Khan telling me to go film Young Rock Season 2 and my job will be waiting for me when I'm done didn't mean much. Ooh. <laughs> um. Huh. So, what do you think of that one? Well, I guess on the positive, there'll probably be a Young Rock Season 3. Well, we know there's a Season 2 going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is a, a pretty shitty way to find out you've been fired, or maybe the—I mean, maybe it was a uh, maybe it was a technical mistake. Someone that uh, someone over there in IT made a little a little goof. I there's a slight chance that I'm just imagining this, but I re- seem to remember there's an like a, one of the seasons of Hard Knocks. Where you had like they had a key card to get into the football team's facility, and like the people that got cut, they realized that they got cut because their key card just didn't work the next day. Mm. And I, like I picture that being what happened. It's just he tries to get in over there at the fucking Daly's place, and it just enters in the key card and just nope, locked. Uh, that's pretty bad. You know, you just go to log into your page one day. Uh oh, it's like once. Uh, I was working at this one company and like I went to get it to my email and it's like, you have no email. And I'm like, oh, what happened here? My email was gone and I messaged one of the or I texted one of the guys. I'm like, um, is this a hint? <laughs> oh, no, it was just a mistake. OK, I did get fired three weeks later. <laughs> uh, so I guess, yes, it was a hint. It was a hint, obviously. Obviously, it was a hint. So, I don't know. This is a pretty shitty way to find out you're fired. But um, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how long he was filming for. I don't know if he's been done. I don't know if he was supposed to go back. I have no clue. But uh, still, a pretty way to pretty shitty way to find out you're uh, you're no longer employed. But uh, hey. He's obviously filming shit. Yeah, he was a part of Glow for a while there too. That got canceled. That's canceled now. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix. Didn't renew it, but he was a part of that for a minute. And then, like you said, Young Rock. So he's he's been finding work for himself one way or the other. I'll never forget watching that one of those hair transplant commercials, and Chavo popped up. I have looked for this on YouTube. It is not findable, but I remember this commercial. 
<laughs> that would be a hard thing to try to track down, but I'll take a crack at it. My favorite thing was there. I, I don't know if it could be online. I haven't really looked. There's a commercial for uh, the Macho Man rap CD. Oh, that aired one day on like TNN, and like I didn't even know that there was a Macho Man rap CD at that point. Oh yeah. <laughs> and well, I, I would later learn that, but. It was just fucking hilarious to watch him just in full-on Macho Man attire just promoting his rap CD. It was wonderful. <laughs> I'll bet it was. <laughs> I'll bet that was, but um, yeah. Yeah, the, he definitely has a rap CD. Yeah, because the little part, part of the commercial was like him, again, in his Macho Man garb, rapping, like challenging Hawk Hogan to a real fist fight. And that like made it. And there was like fucking, it was like the early 2000s. So, of course, there were a bunch of like video women next to him. So it's like a bunch of half naked women and Macho Man Randy Savage challenging Hawk Hogan to a real life fight. Fucking good old days, man. <laughs> the good old days when music videos were good. Ish. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly haven't seen what a new music video. Are, do they still make music videos? That's 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 one question. It really is a case by case basis at this okay. point. Some artists still believe in them. Some artists. Don't. All right. I I didn't know. I I haven't seen a new music video in ages. I don't even know if like there's still a channel for that. I, MTV play any music at all ever. <laughs> Not so much on TV, but like YouTube, and now anybody can have their own YouTube channel. So any of the artists, regardless of the size or scope that they are, can put out their own little music video on YouTube on their account. A lot of times now, like the bigger artists will put out just like uh, like a lyric video because that's just really easy to do. You just throw in like a little cheap fucking 3D rendered graphic background. You put up some lyrics and you call it a day. Yeah, and uh, WBYU Radio in the Bayou is saying they still put them out on YouTube mostly, which I, I can understand that. That's where, that's kind of the new age of doing stuff, I guess. So, yeah, no MTV, nope, nope, no videos, no more music. My God, no. go back to your roots. People loved it. Pretty much just ridiculousness at this point, and I don't mean that as a criticism. I mean the actual show ridiculousness <laughs> roughly about 85% of the time on the MTV schedule. Wow, that's crazy, man. It is, but uh, TV schedule. All right. Um, Smart, why don't you knock out one of yours? <laughs> okay, I should you not real quick, though. Huh? I typed in MTV TV schedule 6 a.m. ridiculousness, 6 30 a.m. ridiculousness, huh? 7 7 30, 8 30, 9 30, 10. Uh, I can tell you when I don't see ridiculousness. Mm. Eight o'clock. So from six a.m. to actually six o'clock. Six a.m. to six p.m. <laughs> nothing but ridiculousness. Wow. wow. And you know wow, what else wow. is ridiculousness? Losing your eye, or potentially losing your eye. There was a bit of an incident this weekend at the old GCW show from F4W Online. Alex Zane suffered a significant eye injury during Saturday's GCW, the coldest winter show that required surgery. Zane tweeted today that he suffered a ruptured globe during his death match against Jimmy Lloyd at Saturday's show in Los Angeles and underwent surgery to remove glass from his eye and to repair the surgery. Uh... 
A ruptured globe is described as a vision-threatening emergency. That's never a fun Mm. phrase to hear. (laughs) And a penetrating injury. Mm. Penetrating injury is only funny to me because I'm immature uh, when an object penetrates the eye. But the object does not go all the way through the eye. Why did I I Google that and hit images? (gasps) (laughs) Well, be sure to share that with the uh, Mixly chat. No. During Saturday's match, Zane went through panes of glass on four occasions, including hitting a sans. Why did I not know how to pronounce senton? Through a glass pane that caused a laceration to his arm. It is not clear where exactly during the match the eye injury occurred. Zane tweeted that he's out of surgery. The doctor said the surgery went well and that time will tell how his body responds to the operation. Zane also tweeted that he had to receive stitches in his right arm to close the laceration before they could proceed with the eye operation. So he was so badly fucked up that they had to do surgeries to get before they could even get to his eye. Uh, he had a rough go this weekend. Mm. He wow. was in uh, not too long ago. He was in NXT. Okay, he was already already Sterling. Oh, okay. Um, wow that 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 that's not a good a good injury. Um, that's that's nope. a pretty bad injury. And I just saw the one movie did where he cut his arm open. Just man, I got I, I'm I'm sorry, but when you're working with panes of glass. Glass is like as unpredictable as the fucking ocean, dude. You don't know what glass is going to do. And glass is kind of made to cut you in when it's in little baby pieces. Right. I, I just don't know if people know that out there. A little bit of an update from yesterday says Doc says recovery should be within three weeks from my current injuries. Let's hope that means I have full vision. So still not entirely sure if he's going to get used to that eye bag. So we'll see. And ironically... Ironically enough, he's also came out that he was uh, booked for the April 1st Ring of Honor return show against uh, Swerve Strickland. So hopefully he's better by then. Did you see the, the, the cut in his arm? Did you scroll down that? Oh, yeah, I've seen the cut. It's oh, pretty my gruesome. God. That's not a cut. That's a gouge in his arm. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm getting queasy. Ah, this is why I'm not a doctor. Oh. My chin was open like that once. I'll post the uh, link here to his Twitter in the Mixler chat. There's a lot of photos from the weekend and whatnot. Oh, there you go. Yeah, please. You yeah. at your pleasure. Oh, my God. Oh, that arm injury is gross. But, yeah, my uh, my chin opened up like that once. Riding a bike, I fell right on the flat, flat chin right on the driveway. Busted it wide, wide open. It I've hurt. had a couple of injuries like that, but they were all quasi self-inflicted. As like a young toddler, I would say like a toddler or so, three or four maybe, I fell off of a kitchen table, uh-huh. busted my fucking head open. Um, I don't know what I was I was like playing around with like an action figure or something. I decided I was going to have a quote-unquote cage match because I had a dog, dog had a cage. And I guess I decided to bump for it. Huh? And I went to my mom, and I because I told the top of my head felt sticky, uh-huh. so I told my mom I was like, I, I think I have gum in my hair, 
And she looked and she freaked the fuck out because there was just a giant open gash oh. like in the center of my head. And they had to go get stitches and to get it cauterized. And it was a long night for her. Mm. <laughs> she probably could have spent doing literally anything else. I wasted her fucking <laughs> an entire night of her life. She won't be getting back. Yeah, I, I, I got the head stitched up once. A uh, kid in North Carolina pushed me down and I hit. I was actually knocked out, so, um, but yeah, I, uh, I had to get, uh, like, eight stitches in my head, I've had to just stitches in my knee, my elbow, all over my body, man, I got pretty beat up, I rode dirt bikes, I rode fucking, I fell off horses, I, I, I was always getting cut up, I lived, I rode dirt bikes and I lived on a, uh, mile and a half gravel driveway, yeah. Our driveway was a mile and a half. Nice. To our house. And it. Many a dirt bikes did I wreck on because oh. they were big rocks. Right. It wasn't like little pebbles. It was big rocks with pebbles. And it was a. Uh, I wrecked many a dirt bikes on that. <laughs> I'm lucky I'm alive, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Good times though, man. I'm uh, I I made it, but that probably explains a lot of the pain I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that probably explains a little bit of the pain I'm in now. So, uh, a little understandable that I'm in pain. But uh, man, I hope that guy heals up quick from both those injuries. Those are both really gruesome, gruesome injuries. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime any eye injury, you, you you do not want that in any situation, regardless of the severity. No, no, like and that friggin' arm, like I'm glad he got that closed up. Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the funny thing is, if commentary is to be believed, and as far as I know, they're telling the truth, that was his first death match. So it's like that was a rough introduction to death match wrestling for the young man. Because he's really more of like, a, I mean, more of a high flyer. So like he works regular matches more often than not. He's not necessarily one of those people that are in like the death match tournaments and all the time and shit like that. Well, I saw him doing the you know, little flippy do, spinny corkscrew off the ropes. So yeah. yeah, makes sense. Makes sense that he's more of a high flyer. But uh, man, he just, I mean, ripped his arm that that like forearm, bottom of the forearm just ripped it wide open. That looked awful. I. I already closed out of that. I can't even look at it anymore. It's apparently quite the eventful weekend in GCW. I haven't made it to watching both of the weekend shows, but Joey Janela got to a fight with a fan. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So. I did see that video of Joey Janela fighting a fan. I guess they threw beer at him. By the way, if you're going to throw something at Joey Janela, make it a white claw. He won't get upset. Yeah, I, think, I feel like that was this kind of sort of bone of contention there. It was just that it was beer. No, you know what? You, you, first of all, you don't throw any. You, first of all, you don't throw beer at anybody. Yeah, liquor is expensive. Things. Conserve. Yeah, first, yeah, of course, it's alcohol abuse. You don't do that. Don't waste a beer. All you people out there, by the way, dumping out Russian vodka. Stop that. Give it to a homeless person. Give it to me. Give it to me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it just you know, we get get rid of it. Stop dumping out your Russian vodka. God damn it. <laughs> 
I know that's not how it works, but I just like the mental image of just like it going in through the pipes and shit. And after a while, there's just a bunch of drunk fucking ocean life. Oh, yeah. There you just go. Just a shark that just like fucking keeps bumping into a boat. Can't even like eat it. Just all fucked up. I don't know. I'm just seeing videos of people dumping out their vodka. I'm like, oh, my God. Why don't you just get to get, have a get together and drink it? Yeah. Make good use of it. All right, guys. One last hurrah with the Russian vodka. First of all, most Russian vodka is just a Russian bottle. Most Russian vodka sold in the United States is actually made in the U.S. and just in a in a bottle. Yeah, and not all vodka is Russian either. That's important to remember. Like, if you're fucking dumping out Tito's, congratulations, you're an idiot. Well, Tito's is made here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Tito's is made in Texas. So take buy more Tito's. Yeah, that's the workaround. You can still get drunk on vodka. Just buy some Tito's. I like Tito's. I actually think it's good vodka. Never had it, but I've heard nothing but good things. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy some Tito's vodka. It's good straight, you know. Daughter's crying. Um. Anyway, speaking of things not to do as fans to wrestlers, don't show up at their house. Yeah. Um... Me again and Keith Lee have asked fans to respect their home and not just show up at their house. I, I, I'm a, it looks like a fan literally just showed up at their goddamn house. Um, Mia Yim tweeted, uh, we love and appreciate our fans. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Please believe we love you guys. That being said, please don't come to our home just to say hi. Respect our private home and boundaries. Do we need to say this in 2022? It really seems like fans are just getting a little too comfortable lately. Is that a good word for it, Smart? Yeah, I think so. It's entitled, presumptuous, whatever have you. Crazy? Yeah. Crazy. Fans are getting a little crazy jumping. I mean, you know, we had Seth Rollins get attacked a few, a couple of mo- a few months ago. You know, we've had, uh, I mean, Jesus, look what happened to Sonya and Mandy. You know, mm-hmm. every, everyone just, oh, I feel so bad for Sonya. Mandy was there. Let's not forget about that. Let's feel bad for her, even though she's gorgeous. True. Yes. Yeah. On both accounts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm totally with you. I don't see like what the, the, the logic is going to be. It's just like, yeah, okay, I know normally it's frowned upon to show up at a stranger's home. But, you know, when they show up and they see that I'm there and I just tell them how much I love them and then show them the tattoos of them I have on my body, then that'll, that'll <laughs> warm right on up. I'll be playing Madden with Keith Lee in no time. This is the lock of hair I bought on eBay. <laughs> Oh, anyway, <laughs> that's what I envision if you show up to someone's home. Let me tell you something, dude. When I lived in Florida, I lived in Lighthouse Point. I lived eight houses down from Tom Selleck. I never went there. I would drive by and I would be like, that's Tom Selleck's house. You could tell because he actually had the <laughs> he had the Ferrari outside. <laughs> he did. He had the Magnum P.I. He did. He had it. It was right there. And I, I never went by his house. It was, I mean, I, I never walked up to his door. Hi, I'm a huge fan. There used to be a couple of like, I mean, there probably still is, but 
for a while there in Chicago, a couple of like the 85 bears lived in the Chicago area. And like people would kind of snuff it out and figure it out that they, you know, who their neighbors are after a while and word would get out. So like kind of the workaround of that was like people didn't show up at their homes necessarily, but like every Halloween <laughs> they would use it as sort of like a get out of jail free pass. Like I heard of a couple of people that would like, you know, take their kids trick or treating at the NFL players house because I mean, that's kind of just good strategy, theoretically, that you'd be able to like maybe score yourself a full size candy bar that way. Okay. If it was Halloween and you knocked on their door and they had their light on and everything, that's a different story. That's inviting. Basically. It is and it isn't because, like, I understand what you're saying, but, like, there were people who specifically were just like, now's my big chance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I know. But, I mean, there's, I mean, listen, this, this, this could get people shot. Do not go to, I mean, again, I just feel like fans are getting a little too, you know, comfortable, like you said, entitled. But literally, they're getting a little crazy. Like I said, we had the Seth Rollins thing happen a while ago. Um, that, so, some fan was stalking uh, Becky Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. Some fan was stalking Becky. Obviously, like I said, the the Sonya Deville thing, that's crazy. Almost every female wrestler, honestly. Because, I mean, we've talked about Becky. We've talked about Sonya. We've talked about Alexa. We've talked just all of them. I know. I know. But, I mean, you know, it's it's just a little... It's it's just so creepy at this point. Well, my kid's getting up there. It's just getting creepy at this point. And like I said, it's just with social media nowadays, it's like they just feel, I think you, you've got the right word, they feel entitled, like they can just walk up to someone's house. Look, I know where you live. Look, look how much homework I did. Um, fucking creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's just the idea of social media. When you follow someone on Twitter or Instagram or what have you, and you see photos of them and status updates of them like every day or almost every day, you start to like build this artificial relationship with them where you think that you know them more than you actually do. And I feel like most rational people know that that's just them using an opportunity, like using a platform to promote their shit. This where I'm not forming a friendship with somebody because I follow them on Twitter, right? You know, especially somebody of that caliber that's you know has that kind of reach. But then there's some people who think that you know because you know seeing say Keith Lee's tweets or you know Maya Yim's Instagram posts every day that, that, that it becomes a part of their life and they feel like they become closer to them than they really are and it's just, that shit can be scary yeah that's also kind of being disjointed from reality dude yeah well I mean you have to be <laughs> at some point like I mean <laughs> unwell to show up at somebody's house and like what is it that you want? Like, like, do you want a fucking autograph? Do you want to become friends with this person? Like, it's just normally, normal functioning people do not do that. No, no, not usually. No, not usually. And I mean, WBYU, once again, bringing up a, a, a perfect example, piss shit milk guy. Alejandro. Let's, let's not slander his good name. Alejandro Montalvo, whatever his name is, <laughs> Mister. Uh, I, I, listen, the guy left me a happy birthday a few a couple years ago. I'm never gonna forget that. But I mean, the the, the guy got shot in the fucking head. Up. I mean, if anything, he had at least appreciate his consistency. Shot in the head and lived. Is it? Of course, because nothing got damaged up there. I, I shot in the head and you know how rare that is. My God, I would be buying lottery tickets every day, dude. Every day, if I got shot in the head and lived. 
Um, especially, for, I mean, geez. I mean, he got shot in the head by a cop. Not like they got bad aim. Right. You know, I mean, they're trained to shoot. So they're not trained for headshots. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But that guy fucking, I mean, I almost, I know he wasn't the start of it, but it almost feels he, he like he was like the, like, like the fuse. You know what I mean? Like, like he was the fuse that started all these crazy people just really going after everybody. And I know he wasn't the one that started. I mean, most of the female wrestlers from the, every era have probably had stalkers and shit, but for sure, it's just now we have social media. Now we can call these people out. Now we know. And it's just an odd thing. I just feel like people are getting a little too comfortable in their skin and, we do need to respect. I mean, these. The, yes, they're just people, but they're also. They need their privacy, and you should respect that. Like they said, I I agree with them. I just think it's crazy right. what fans are doing lately. I mean, Jesus Christ, people are throwing beers at Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. You don't do that either. I mean, my God, we have to do, do. We have to remind people how to act in 2022. That becomes a little bit of a different situation because, like, I don't know. There's been multiple stories about, like, people throwing things at the ring at GCW, and nobody has really officially told them not to do it. Well, I mean... Like, I feel like if Brett came out and was like, guys, would you knock that shit off? (laughs) Like, I feel like it would do something. Because outside of just, like, Kevin Gill passive-aggressively bitching about it on commentary, there's never really been, like, a guys, don't do that. No, I think like you, it should be common sense, but at the same time, Brett goes out there and tells them not to do something. They're going to pelt him with fucking beers. Oh yes, <laughs> yes they will. If he goes out there, he better I have can't a. Imagine uh, somebody that like is as unassuming as he at least looks trying to contain an angry crowd. I don't think it's going to yeah. work, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, he might want to go out there. You know those suits that the that the, uh, that the guys that train dogs wear. That's what he might want to wear if he goes out and says that. Okay, so what I meant was that Brett should tell Nick Gage to tell them to stop throwing shit. Well, Nick would just go out there, y'all can't throw shit, motherfucker, MDK all fucking day. See, he would let it rip. He would he would be fine. No one would fuck with Nick Gage. Or he would just leave, like forget the part of don't. Like, oh, you didn't want them to throw things. I bet. <laughs> y'all need to throw more shit. I'm going to fucking kill whoever does. <laughs> MDK all exactly. fucking day. <laughs> Listen, if all my fucking gang members could just be a little nicer to everybody, the world would be a better place. Uh, you know what? I don't give a shit, man. They love that fucking guy. He comes out there mm-hmm. and they love the man. They hug him. He'll be bleeding from head to toe. They're hugging him and holding him and they're putting this blood on their face and it's Good for him, but now he's got a contract with that company, which is uh, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Nick Gage, man, living his best life. I'm happy Indeed. for him. I'm happy for him. So, anyway, I guess we'll let you just wrap that up. Um, don't go to wrestlers' houses if you're not invited. Um, one last PSA, right there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
I don't think you would want to go to a wrestler's house if you were invited. Like, if they're inviting you, they, they probably have, like, just way too much free time on their hands. Because, like, the only wrestler, theoretically, that would, like, invite you to their house is probably, like, Marty Jannetty. And as tempting as that would be for the story, you don't want to be involved in that. Bring a camera. <laughs> yes. Just, 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 just stay live. All I'm saying with uh, with old Janetti, you never know what's going to happen with old Janetti. All right, Smark. Well, yes. Um, if you do want the opportunity to harass any number of professional wrestlers um, without the fear of consequence, uh-huh. there actually is a uh, solution to this. Yes, yes. EC3 put out today, uh, not today, he put it on the 28th, that uh, for the ent- uh, the event that they're doing, the Control Your Narrative event, um, on the 5th of March, so it's going to be this weekend, I believe, um, there's a rant room. If you pay for the VIP entry to Control Your Narrative, there is a rant room where you will have three minutes to yell, scream, and berate your least favorite wrestler with zero consequences. They will sit there and take it. Lose the keyboard and let it rip, EC3 encourages you to do. And (laughs) the funny part about this is that this came on the heels of them also announcing like within a couple of minutes of each other that they booked Austin Aries for their show. So basically, like what they're trying to say is like, Pay us an extra like forty bucks to tackle Austin Aries. Like everybody wins in this scenario. Um, I'm really trying. Like, like in my head, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And then in my head, I'm thinking, what could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And that makes it even cooler. Like the only part that I'm disappointed about is like that low key is not booked for this event because you (laughs) you know within minutes. Police would be called. Not yet, not yet. He's not, and I, I don't, I don't think I would use him for the um this show. But I, I don't know this. Uh, I guess we need to talk about the elephant. This show's getting a little backlash. This whole company's getting a little backlash right now. Um, just everything going on is weird with this company right now. So I don't know what's going on. And yes, there we go. Everything unscripted. Eric just topped on in the chat room there. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of shit going on. I don't know what, and they, they say they've got a TV deal already. Um, this rant room thing though, let's stick with this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, uh, what could, what could go wrong? Um, uh, really, I would love to see it. I'm so torn here. I'm so like, if it was in anywhere near me and it is not, like, I would consider attending the show just to see, like, if anything would happen because of this. I mean, let's see who's booked and who's going to be in there. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, oh, good, they're going to get to talk shit to, you know, Braun Strowman or. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Braun Strowman, EC3, of course, is going to be there. Josh Woods, uh, Austin Aries. I don't see that many more people, which is kind of worrying considering the fact that uh, the show is on the 5th of this month. It's two days, like three days away. So Wow. Well, I mean, Austin Aries, look, the guy is fucking whacked. Who cares? When are you gonna go there and give your political opinions to him? Tell him you you shouldn't be anti-vax, you conspiracy theorist. 
Uh, you, you're uh, all your conspiracies are stupid. Okay, and I kind of I'd pay like a couple dollars to just run up in there and just be like, "Look, you have made a long, long, long ways in your career by just sucking up to the like sucking up and riding the coattails of homicide. You're not that intelligent. You're not that smart. Your theories are oh shit. You're not low key. My bad. I wish low key was booked. Can you can you can I have Loki's phone number? Like that's what I really want. Is I just want to be able to be rate low. I'll give you an extra twenty dollars if you if you let me be rate Loki. Oh, there you go, there you go. See that's now, see you're bargaining now. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah, I'm 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 very torn on this. I'm uh, I'm very interested to hear how this goes. And um, it's a cool ass idea, honestly. It, it is, but like I said, there's that other part in the back of my head that's just going. Hey, what could go wrong here? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they say that they're going to take it, but we will see. I mean, you want to see if I can find the rest of this car. That's the problem more than anything is they're having a real hard time. Uh, I can't find the fucking card anywhere. And I'm looking at EC3's Twitter. So that's not a great sign. I'm there too. I don't see any of it. I don't know. But I, I, um, yeah. It, it is interesting, though, because like a couple weeks ago, I said that if I ever had money, I would create a wrestling promotion just based on like all of the people who are just like described as locker room cancers. <laughs> There's just like all of these fucking unscrupulous people. And apparently EC3 has BP to this because now he's just like signing everybody that's had like any problems in the past. And he's just like, it's going to be a very interesting. Like, I am highly intrigued by how this ends up working out. Like maybe not so much to actually want to watch their shows but like i want to follow the growth of the company uh, second chance wrestling that's what they're calling it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i don't know i mean, listen yeah a lot of these a lot of the guys they've got on there have had some problems in the past and i don't even i mean just pretty much the only one you've mentioned that i really can pick out is austin aries that's had uh, most of the problems i mean do they have like jackson Riker coming in or something I actually think they're going to, yeah. That hey. seems like that was a name that's been thrown out, thrown oh, yeah. about. Uh, I think Enzo at some point has been there. Like they've hired, they've used a lot of people who have sort of checkered past, shall we say? We've talked about this Enzo thing, man. They look. Enzo has done some shit. I'm sure he's not proud of, but that 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 whole thing with the assault. That girl was lying. It's been proven. Right. It's basically been proven she was lying. Um, WWE used it to get rid of him. It was an excuse. Good for them. Whatever. Good for you. You got rid of a fucking guy who, I mean, like they said, that Enzo you saw on TV was the Enzo you we they saw backstage. Yeah. That's a hard person to deal with a lot. That's a tough person to deal with right there. So... Although, uh-huh. while we're on the subject, they have been bearing the lead. Not only are they a wrestling company, but they also have some very interesting merchandise. Uh-huh. Um, not the least of which, they have food seasoning. Because, of course, what else would you want from your wrestling company than a line of herbs and spices? Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is this is from a product description that EC3 himself put out. Um Get ready for this. I'm reading it as it is written. Please do. Quote, big seasoning. 
has been contaminating your beef, chicken, fish, and even your vegetables for far too long. Control Your Nutrition provides all natural ingredients, health consequence herbs, health consequence herbs. I'm not misreading that. That is exactly how that is written. Health consequence herbs and spices provide flavor that will punch you in the face. The time is now to take back control of your nutrition. The Control Your Nutrition 4-Pack is our best value, combining all four seasonings so you're covered for every kind of meal. Save $4 when you buy all four. But best of all, each four-pack includes one month of free Project Narrative Nutrition Training App by EC3. Wow. So if you are tired of big seasoning meddling with your food. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, big pharma, big seasoning, big media, big tech. I uh, laughed a good 20 minutes at big seasoning the first time I read it. And I was like, I, we got to talk about this. All right. There's semen. There, this, the, uh, okay. Now I see where all the uh, backlash is coming from. This company seems a little far right to me. Uh, this company's batshit crazy, and I'm all about it. Company's a little far right, a little too far for me, even. Uh, like there was a story that Rob Black was gonna relaunch a promotion, and like they've they've gotten him beat. Like Rob Black can sit down. Like he's he's not needed. No, no, just join this, dude. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah exactly. He could be like their on-air commissioner. So you've got control your narrative and control your nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I believe he meant to put health conscious herbs there, not health consequence herbs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's time to get bold. It's time to pay the consequences when you eat. I mean, big seasoning and the health consequences. I understand where he's going here now. Okay. I kind of like big seasoning as a nickname for like myself or another large man. Oh, God. I mean, you know, those the, those evil Goya people. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that evil Goya guy. Well, I mean, he was evil for a while. He uh, he 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 was evil for a, a, a little bit. Um, man, those seasoning companies. I, that goddamn McCormick Spice motherfuckers. Oh man, you know that they have to have fucking Drake Younger for their company. Oh, like, there you go. One of the people. See, they need a ref. Every promotion needs a ref. You get old Drake Younger out yep. there. There you go. He's got to be there. I mean, my God, him and uh, hey, Kendrick's looking for a job. Uh, so twenty five dollars is general admission for Saturday show, and for the uh, heckle pass, I guess is what we're going to call it. <laughs> Ninety nine dollars for VIP admission, which includes the meet and greet and uh, the admission to the show. So you do get to see the show as well as heckle Austin Harris. Interesting. I will say that. It and is. like I said, the fact that I am on the official event page where you can purchase tickets and the, there is no card announced is surely a sign of quality. I'm going to tell you one thing. this They can talk about big fucking seasoning all they want, but if this motherfucker messes with my old base seasoning, I'm going to fucking kick his ass. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, it's a two-pronged approach. He's trying to bring down McCormick. He's trying to bring down McMahon. Don't just 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 don't fuck with old bay. Don't fuck mm-hmm. with my old bay Creole seasoning. I'll I'll be pretty pissed out, pissed off. Mm-hmm. That 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 will piss me off. 
No more sweet baby rays. It's just a full scale offensive. Ooh, that's some good barbecue sauce. Yeah, it is. I actually used some last night. Same. I had burgers. I used barbecue sauce and burgers and good stuff. My wife left chicken for me to cook because she went and did something last night with her friend and she left chicken. Now, my wife's chicken is always missing something. So what I did was I made her chicken, and then I just uh, tossed it in barbecue sauce for the for me and the boys, and it was good. Very good. It was very good. And she marinated it. And we've got the little, uh, what do you call that, the, the food saver, the vacuum sealer thing? Mm-hmm. So when we marinate, we vacuum seal it too. So it marinates the shit out of meat. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's like some professional shit right there, man. I love that thing. We got it for Christmas a few years ago, and I, I, I was like, I we didn't need this, and we use it all the time, though. Mm-hmm. That's always how that works out. Yeah, yeah, we use it on all. I mean, fucking keeps vegetables longer, keeps meat way longer in the freezer, without getting freezer burnt too. Yeah, my grandparents have that. They 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 swear by it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Mine doesn't auto seal anymore, but. We'll see what happens for Christmas. Maybe I'll get another one. That's what I'll ask for, for Christmas. All right. Anyway, um, go control your narrative and control your nutrition. And um, we'll see what happens. They don't even have a card laid out, and the show's in three days. That's pretty uh, ambitious, if uh, you ask me. It's going to be a total clusterfuck. And don't forget about the heckler room, I believe Smart called it. Yeah, the something like that. I, for, I, yeah, it's somewhere pass. around here. I forget what they fucking called it. The uh, rant room. The rant room, they called it. Yeah, the rant room. Is this like a safe space? I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, you go in there and start making fun of someone's family. They're going to fucking come after you. <laughs> Please. I mean, you know people are taking this as a challenge. They better like, there's put... got to be at least one or two people that are like, no, nah, I think I know the right combination of words to get them to lunge at me. Put Bully Ray in there. See how he takes it. <laughs> I booed your wife. Fuck you. I can't... You motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill you. Don't you boo my heel wife. God damn it, Devon. Where the fuck is Devon? Oh, fuck. He had surgery. All right. <laughs> I had to miss a couple of days of work because I checked into rehab. You motherfucker. Oh, God. Yeah. That That's, uh, I can't wait to see how that turns out. It's going to be an interesting week next week to hear about that show. <laughs> Bonus points if they end up making somebody cry. Like, that should just put, that should be like the hook is that you have a bunch of like notoriously like wrestlers who start shit with people and then just one person that's just like overly sensitive. I just can't wait for the videos to come out of people going in there berating wrestlers and just them just sitting there. Just They have to just take it. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see some of these fucking videos get put out. I'm fucking Maybe the caveat is just that like they're safe while they're in the room, but then they they walk out of the room and they're fucked. Yeah. I mean, there's always the old Chris Chris Rock line of like, don't go to parties with metal detectors because everybody <laughs> else on the outside knows that you do not have a gun. <laughs> uh, I talked about Chris Rock Saturday. He's in Boomerang. Mm-hmm. He was in Boomerang. A young Chris Rock in Boomerang. Like, like literally right after that movie, he did New Jack City. 
Or no, no, no. I think you need New Jack City right before this movie. Old right, right before Chris Rock. Right before Chris Rock looking old, looking old. <laughs> I saw a trailer for the new special. Chris Rock is looking, uh, looking old, man. It's. Uh, I know he can't help it, but um, it makes me feel old when I see these guys. You know. Yeah. That like you know I kind of grew up watching and now I'm seeing him and I'm like damn he went from leather pants to now he's in a nice little gray tweed suit. Uh, <laughs> well, he said that leather outfit was a big mistake. He doesn't know how Eddie Murphy did it. Okay. <laughs> no, copious amounts of cocaine is how well, Eddie Murphy did that. Well, I give Eddie Murphy all the credit in the world for wearing a full-on like leather bodysuit and then calling other people homophobic slurs. <laughs> that takes true courage. Obviously, he talked about him. He was the star of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I, I really didn't realize how good of a movie that was. And I, I was glad I did it. And, you know, I talked about the chemistry with the audience, with, with, the, with the cast in the movie, because if you, as I was going through the cast, you you see that they've been in so many things together and there's tie-ins going throughout the whole movie with all the cast. And they've they've all worked on this together or that together or been on a show together. It's, it's It was crazy. But uh, you could check that on Apple and all the Hollywood Hangout. You can find it everywhere. So, anyway, move on a little bit here, Smart Guy. Give all the control your control, whatever you want to control. Uh, all the luck in the world, and I can't wait to see those videos. That's it. So, came out a couple of days ago, Smart. Uh, I believe Monday that. Cesaro has kind of quietly just let his contract run out and not re-signed with WWE at this moment. Yep. So, I don't know. Um, Gone right now. I mean, obviously we didn't see him tonight on AEW or anything. I'm not sure that'd be the best place for him. I think he would get uh, lost in the shuffle there. Um, Then again, that's the body type they, they prefer to push so I don't know maybe he'd work out fine there uh, interesting though that you know they didn't roll over him his contract or anything or they couldn't work anything out but uh, talk about a guy that in my opinion the uh, the machine really I don't know let down I would say but they more than let him down they misused they let him down. They they just completely mishandled everything with that guy. Right. In my opinion, at least, of course. Um, I mean, he was out there. He had all this momentum behind him. He had the Cesaro section at one point. He can, he's, he's got this crazy strength that we've seen him do crazy things in the ring. And WWE just, oh, well, he just doesn't connect with the audience. Well, because every time you give him a fucking push, you take it away. You 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 Dolph Ziggler him. You Ziggler him is what you do. You, you never want to get Zigglered. Yeah, I mean, you know, say every now and then they they, they Ziggler some because that's what they that's the same thing they did with Dolph. They'd push him, push him, push him. Oh, Dolph's gonna leave. Oh, push him, push him, push him. Stop. Push him, push him, push him. Stop. Which is why why even bother getting invested in Dolph Ziggler anymore? We know what's gonna happen. We know. Right. It's back to fucking catering. 
We know it's going to happen. Slap back to catering. Cesaro would seem the same thing. Um, there you go. Eric, Eric says that maybe Cesaro could be like a first signing to ROH. We haven't gotten to the ROH thing yet, but um, obviously anyone here has heard the news by now from the AEW that uh, Tony Khan did purchase ROH. That could be something he could do. He is an ROH original. Mm-hmm. Maybe he knew. Well, not original, that. but yeah, not original. But he's more of an ROH guy. I, you're right. I apologize. Yeah, because he came over there when they were having that whole. Well, that not at the same time actually. He came over shortly before they started that. You would see ZW because that was back when he had hair. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, and then he was you know Claudio Castagnoli in Ring of Honor, and you know good shit from him the whole time, but to. To say, you know, for, for someone to say, oh, well, he, 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 like, this all kind of goes back to the Vince on Stone Cold's podcast saying that, if you remember that, you know, the whole brass ring and well, why doesn't he connect? Well, maybe it's because he's Swiss. Oh, there you go, Vince. He's foreign. That's why he doesn't connect. Um, a lot of foreign people have connected. William Regal. Connected. Uh, how many more foreign people can can you mention that have connected with the fucking audience? Tons of them. Well, I mean, it's sort of the irony of just he's saying that while like he continues to push Sheamus, like it's really not all that different. Like they're they're not that different from each other. They're more or less the same person. Like Claudio is a little bit of a better wrestler. Sheamus is slightly more charismatic, I guess. But I mean, for the most part, they're the same fucking dude. Yeah. For the most part, but I mean, I mean, look, the the guy was just like I said; he definitely got over with the audience. They always cheered for him when he was out there. The swing, they would cheer. They loved the fucking swing. And this would be a guy that I would really think that you would want to keep around, right? Or I guess maybe they just think, well, we got Tommaso Ciampa now. Uh, we don't really need two of them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this, but keep in mind, this is from like Chris Jericho himself said that when Vince wanted to turn him face that they started announcing that he was from Tampa Bay because in Vince's own words people from Canada couldn't be faces <laughs> and this is like dude what the fuck like Canada's not even a natural enemy of the United States yeah. this isn't like some fucking like Russia you're not there's not the iron she he's from fucking Canada Canada's like America light I mean yeah. it's, 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 it's... Our neighbor to the north, as they say. But, I mean, you're right. I, 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 because Vince thinks anyone not from the from America is a bad guy. They're the heel. I mean... A lot of fucking Norwegians running around, sir. Up there speaking that Frenchy shit. Vince, most of them speak fucking English. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. <laughs> it's fucking Swedes. These damn Swedes just running around. God, they I learned mean, our language. They're going to attack us any moment, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, you've got a guy here that speaks five fucking languages. Obviously not an idiot. A smart guy. An intelligent person. Incredible in the ring. I, didn't he, like, throw Big Show? Didn't he body slam Big Show out of the ring once in a, in a battle royal? I think he may have even deadlifted him. He was deadlifting people just fucking left and right for there. Oh, Like, the yeah. guy can fucking bench press a train. All it's in motion. Yeah. Like he's fucking ridiculously strong. Mm. Even Cena. 
has said that he is like like one of the strongest guys he's ever seen. He may not look like it, but he is ridiculously strong. I mean, now we understand. I mean, Tyson Kidd used to gush over him. Literally. Mm. Literally. <laughs> Clean up on aisle five. Like Scott's saying in the <laughs> chat room here, Bruno San Martino, Andre the Giant, both people that, you know, Vince pushed to the fucking moon. They right. both got over. Yeah. Oh, Andre, man, that accent. And he really was French. Oh, yes, he was very French. Very French. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, tons of foreigners have gotten over in in this business for years. I don't understand Vince's fucking, Vince's thought, but I think this is a, I mean, I'm not going to say this is, a, 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 no, it, this is a pretty big loss for them, I believe. Because I really think that that Cesaro is a guy that you, they could have kept around, and he's not that grizzled veteran yet, but he's kind of like that, you know, the guy that's been around a long time, understands, been through this, been in WWE for, my God, when, 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 I'm sure it says in the article when he was first. Run right about 2011, I remember, because I was, I went to a Jakara show in 2011, yeah. and he was, I, there was a hope that he was going to be on the card, but he had, like, just signed, like, right before then, so he was off the card, him and uh, Brody, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and I see that, yeah, it was 11 years, exactly, it's been 11 years since he's been on, since he's been there, so. Jesus Christ, you don't just let a guy of 11 years walk the fuck away, especially not a fucking Cesaro. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's sort of a, like, maybe it's semantics, but, like, based on potential, that's what he could have been for them, what they could have done for him. It is a big loss, but, like, that's sort of the thing with them, is they never build big stars, so it's never really a big loss, because you never do anything with the people you have when they're there. Well, because they, I mean... This goes back to the John Cena. When they pushed John Cena, they sacrificed a lot of people just to get John Cena over. They sacrificed a lot of people to get Roman Reigns over. Mm -hmm. And, man, this sounds awful, but, I mean, really what it took to get Roman Reigns over is he left for a while. I know he left because of the leukemia. I'm not trying to be that, be an asshole about this, but honestly, when that all happened, we said he's going to come back the biggest baby face this company's ever seen. And he did for a little while. And now he's one of the greatest heels that this company's fucking had in a long fucking time. But they did sacrifice a lot of guys on for the, for that, uh, I guess you could call it that shoving Roman Reigns down our throat era. Mm -hmm. They sacrificed a lot of fucking guys just to get him over. I swear, I feel like they kind of, Brush Daniel Bryan aside. I, something's up with that whole concussion thing. I'm telling you, man. Conspiracy. Perhaps. And there was thermite paint on the beams at 9 <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesse Ventura came out. Got to the bottom of the documents. They won't let me in because they know I know the truth. No, you don't have fucking clearance, you idiot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do love you some Jesse Venture. I do love the fucking nutball myself. <laughs> Raving lunatic. Uh, I like the fucking nut bar. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just a crazy old nut bar. And I like the guy. Uh, maybe I'll watch Predator later. That, that's, uh, that's why I watched Predator the first time. 
I was kind of disappointed because there was kind of not as much Chelsea as I had hoped for. No, and he dies pretty early. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's not a bad movie. But Spoiler. I had to spend the rest of the movie just pretending that the Predator was Bobby Anthem. So that that's really the only way that I could... <laughs> Where it's like, all right, so uh, this is fucking Jesse Ventura is dead, but you know, Schwarzenegger versus Bobby Anthem for the rest of the hour and a half. Oh, God. Wrong guy won. I think he should have gotten the best of Schwarzenegger. Well, I mean, you know, we, I mean, well, listen, we did get a Predator too. Yeah, it's true. With Gary Busey and Danny Glover. And see, and I want to watch it because Gary Busey, but I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be the same damn bait and switch where I watch it because I want to see like an hour and a half of a nutball and he gets killed almost immediately. I'm not no, falling for it again. No, I will say Busey lives pretty far in this movie, but there's not a ton of them in this movie. Now, the funny thing about Danny Glover, I, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because I'm just a weird movie guy. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about Danny Glover in this movie is the guy that plays their uh, his boss in Lethal Weapon, yes, is also in this movie. Hmm. Danny Glover plays his boss in this movie. <laughs> yeah, see, it's a fucking missed opportunity because if I like fantasy booking is ever so prominent in wrestling, so let's fucking fantasy book this movie. Because if it were up to me. Like, there'd be a scene where, like, Gary Busey encounters the Predator, and they realize that they're not too unlike each other. They're not too different, you and I. And the Predator teaches Gary Busey, like, his, the ways of his hunt. So, like, uh, Gary Busey inherits all the Predator power, powers, and now it's not only, like, there's a survivor's taking on Predator, but they're also taking on Gary Busey. No, he gets cut in half, but anyway. Um, well, yes, that's how it actually happened. But if I was, like, I, let's do the remake. Gary Busey's still alive and kicking. I'm going to fucking do Predator two and a half, where Gary Busey gets to be Predator. That'd be interesting. Um, and really, at this point, you could literally just not even put a mask on him. Gary Busey actually does look like Predator at this point. <laughs> Yeah, he just opens his giant fucking mouth. I know that's alien, but he opens his giant fucking mouth and then like a smaller Gary Busey mouth pops out. Well, they had Predator versus Alien. Yeah, Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. I'm so, I'm sorry. I, I I messed it up. I, I didn't mean to put the old Predator at first there. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's not forget who the real star is. I, I, I didn't mean that. But yeah, that's, that's just a little factoid there of... Uh, of that right there, um, but of what we detoured so fucking hard, I forget what we, we did. Talking. We did, and you know what? Eric, uh, Eric's got a good point. Cesaro was rarely the guy that would go out there and get hurt. Yes, he yeah, was. he was always available for him. Yeah, he was, and I mean, he was always the guy that was just out there, ready to go, do the thing, and probably back there begging to go out there. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's for the best. And listen, no one's saying he's not going to go back. And maybe they do decide on a deal and he does come back to WWE. Um, but right now, free agent, ready to go wherever he wants. And uh, I would say for a guy of his talent that uh, fucking wherever he can go, whoever picks him up is uh, definitely getting a good a, a good hand. Sure. A fucking mechanic and a half, this guy. Maybe he'll show up in the old rant room. He could be. Maybe you can go the rant room. People, people just start bullying poor Cesaro. And he's a little tear down his eye, and he stop. They stop and they apologize. Can I, can I have a heckler pass, please? 
<laughs> I, I would love to see the, the types of people who are going to buy this. Yeah. Just a bunch of people who look like me being like, it's time to show these world-class athletes a thing or two. Where is this show again? Do you remember where God it is? God only knows. I'm going to assume Texas, but we'll, mm. we'll see. What the uh, fuck? Why do you have to assume Texas? It just seems fair. Texas or Florida. Um, okay, Florida I get, but what the fuck? Well, come on. <laughs> Type it easy three, and then the next result is easy three to not see. So that's always oh, fun. Jesus that's always a Christ. thing to be accused of. <laughs> uh, I can't find yeah. the fucking. I don't know why it's so hard to find like any information about. I don't think this is a real thing. This maybe <laughs> what maybe. Narrative wrestling. I had all this fun, and I just like tabbed out of all of this shit too, so it's unfortunate. Um, da, da, da. Type control your narrative. God, why is it so hard? I'm on their website. Oh well, that's the, the problem. That's the problem. You're on. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually trying to go to them for information. Um, God forbid, huh? Uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, tin roof, Orlando, Florida. Okay. See, Florida, I get you assumed it was fucking Texas. Don't fucking do that. Yeah, that seemed fair. It's always one of those places. It's don't mess Florida or Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the lesson that old Kevin Owens is going to find out, I reckon. You know what? We didn't talk about that last week. I think it happened after. It did. Um, what do you think about that? Stone Cold possibly coming back? Uh, to do a match, do you? I, I don't think so, man. I mean, we, I think it's going to happen, but I, I'm not terribly optimistic for it, just based on what the actual match quality would be, because it's been like 20 years since he's wrestled, and like we saw what happened when like Shawn Michaels came back for that fucking Saudi show. It was like it was just a real nightmare. Well, I mean, Stone Cold's a little different. I mean, I I, I would hope. Um, I don't know, man. I mean. Stone Cold still looks like Stone Cold. He's still jacked as hell because he stays fucking fit because he does movies. By the way, just to throw this out there, if you're looking for some Stone Cold Steve Austin movies, go to Tubi. Mm -hmm. Tubi has all these Stone Cold movies, all these Steven Seagal. You can literally watch Steven Seagal go from, go from thin to what he is now throughout a movie because they have a ton of Seagal movies, a ton of Wesley Snipes movies that were straight to DVD or straight to fucking Netflix. Check out Tubi if you want to watch some of those movies. Yeah, so, it's a treat. But yeah, if you do want to, uh, there's a few ads, but it's not that bad. It's really not. It's like I, I, I was watching Enemy of the State. I think there was four ads throughout the whole movie and they're like two minutes a piece. That's not bad. Or you take advice from good old Uncle Smark, you turn the ad blocker off, you start the movie, you turn the ad blocker right back on. It usually ends up preventing any future ads. You might have to sit through like one initially, but after that, you'll be straight. Or you use the ads to go get something to drink or take a piss. Um, That's true. Yeah, I kind of use them. Get up, check the kids, make sure they're alive. 
sometimes I just like watching it as just a way to pretend that I'm still watching like regular television. Every so often, I get that urge to like actually watch real TV. Well, the bad thing, the bad thing is, I have like most of the movies that I I like have on my list. I already have on my like hard drive, mm. but I like on the. There's a few good things about watching it on my uh, on Tubi because it's on the uh, Amazon, so I can get. For, it's a lot easier in my house with the kids screaming, yelling at everyone, talking. I put the closed captions on with the volume. Mm-hmm. I can't do that on my hard drive because you have to download them and put them in. And I'm not doing that. I have thousands of movies on there. I'm not getting every fucking every subtitle. So I like doing it on there. I'd rather watch it on the Tubi or even Pluto, but uh, Tubi. Just great right now for movies. They got some badass movies on there. Last Dragon is on there if you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Last Dragon is on there. But uh, the Stone Cold thing, you know, he said so many times that he's he's pain-free. He has no reason to come back and do a match, this and that. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. I just don't see him coming back after, what, 19, 20 years for just now just to do one match. It's possible. I wouldn't mind seeing it. My God, I would love to hear that fucking glass break a few times. I would. I would definitely go back to watching SmackDown at least. Uh, it's it's SmackDown there on, right? I think Owens Raw nowadays. Is he Raw? I would go. I would watch that again if Stone Cold was on, just to hear that fucking glass break. But I don't know, man. Watch it be like just a fucking you know just a segment. And it's over, like it was ah. with Punk. Remember the whole player? Oh, him and Punk. Uh, Stone Cold offered him a beer. It's on. <laughs> forever. I will forever remember that segment, if not for any other reason than because fucking Silent Rage was also there. Mm. And like, see a Punk walks in and he's like, ah, and Stone Cold's like, ah, you see Big Handy over there? <laughs> and it's like, he, you will forever be a footnote in one of the biggest segments in wrestling. Big Handy over there. That's right, because he was the uh, winner that year. Mm-hmm. He was the winner that year. I remember that now. You're right. He was. Oh. Oh, God. Anyway, I don't know, man. I mean, I'd, I'd love it, but I don't know. We're I, it, And uh, you seem to think it's going to happen. You seem to think Stone Cold's coming back. I think it's going to happen. And the thing, the thing about it is, though, is like, they're still not going to learn their lesson. It's a funny thing. No. It's like, this is WrestleMania in 2022, and your two big selling points are a Vince McMahon match and a Stone Cold match. And, like, by next year, they will still have not done anything more to help build new stars. Yeah. No, they won't. And they learn their lesson. That's funny. That's funny. No, they won't learn their lesson. There's no way they will. And you're right. They just don't want to build. Jesus Christ, we just talked about Cesaro. Mm-hmm. You want to build a fucking star? That guy could have been it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Vince thinks or he's Swiss. Uh, so, what's your point? Right. What's your point? The guy. I mean, it's not like the guy didn't speak fucking just fine English. It would, they didn't come out there and... Speak Swiss and Swiss and ease or something, right? I I, I made that up. 
Swissanese. I just made it up. He wasn't out there speaking some weird language. He came out there. He spoke very well English. He sounded very, you know, sounded like an intelligent guy. And there was no reason not to, but they wouldn't make a star out of him. Who do they want to make a star out of? Austin Theory. Why? What do you see in Austin Theory? He's a goofball. But even then, it's like they bring him out. I guess he's just Vince's lackey. And like Vince just berates him and like makes fun of him and treats him like shit. And it's like, all right, that's the future of our company. Is this guy who this fucking 78 year old man is just berating every week? Silent Rage 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, oh no, I got a really good. That, that's what happened is they hired too many people from Impact. It's like, all right, we got a really good idea. Like, like about ten years ago, Dixie Carter just berated everybody, and that worked really well for us. So let's try it with Vince. Mm. At this point, Vince is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Stephanie loved just going out there and berating all the guys, taking their balls, putting them in her little. Uh, imaginary purse and walking away with them. Knowing that there's nothing they can do because of rules in the company. So, Uh, I don't know. I just remember that one night she did it to Daniel Bryan. I felt so bad. I was like, Jesus, this guy just sit there and take it. You know he wants to hit this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a way to get over, I suppose. Get arrested, but get over. I mean, both. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> anyway, um, I don't know. So we'll we'll have to see what happens. Obviously, we'll find out what goes on with the whole Kevin Owens and um, Stone Cold thing. We'll see what happens with that. Anyway, Smark, you got one more. I got one more. AEW, and we're good to go. I do. What I just noticed on Tubi here is that they also have Fat Beach. I know how much you love that movie. Speaking of somebody who has sort of a weight problem from time to time, Samoa Joe. Fightful.com has learned more about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe won the NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver 36, defeating Karrion Cross to become the first ever three-time. Three-time, three-time, how about that? NXT champion, I added that part. Mm. Judo never defended the belt, relinquishing the title on September 12th, my birthday, as NXT rebranded to NXT 2.0. Joe would continue to work behind the scenes at NXT and the WWE Performance Center as a talent scout and coach. Speaking on Busted Open Radio, Joe explained his decision to drop the NXT championship and the end of his NXT run. Quote, I popped for COVID. It was the weekend. My wife was making stew and I couldn't smell it. She said, quote, wow, doesn't that smell great? I said, no. <laughs> I tested positive on Saturday. And I also had a very angry wife, presumably. Uh, by then, Vince wanted to go in a different direction with NXT. He wanted to have the new opening with NXT 2.0 be with a bang. And I agreed with him. I said, if that's the case, this is probably what's best for your vision for for the product. I went behind the scenes and started working with talent on a one-to-one basis, pulling guys individually in open gyms, Ew. working with them and focusing on these new tremendous prospects. <laughs> we brought in and people that were hungry to learn. Zamojo is tugging people off in gyms, apparently. I'm excited about his newfound opportunity. It was invigorating for me when you're working with younger talent that are hungry <laughs> 
<laughs> and want to succeed at a high level, it amps up your own spirit. I was delving into that heavily, working with Matt Bloom on revising things, training techniques, and evaluating what we were doing already and seeing if we could do it better. That was really the end of my tenure at WWE, he said. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, it, it was, I was led to believe that it was for COVID, but maybe, uh, you know, got a little too personal with some of these trainees. I don't know, but just another guy that they used and spit the fuck out. They, they saw the internet freak out when they fucking released them. Triple H called him up, brother. Come on, come on over here. I'll get you over to NXT. And then Vince took over and said, hey, didn't I fire that fat fuck? <laughs> Pulling and, guys individually in open gyms. And I just I, wanted to make sure that I read that correctly. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Didn't I fire I that guy? I, I read the part where he talked about he got fired for like having COVID, essentially, but um, I was not prepared for the pulling guys in gyms quote. Well, sometimes when you're in a gym, you just got to pull guys individually. He was working with them, Smart. He was trying to help them out, goddammit. Yeah, he's trying but to promote growth. I, I, I really feel that this is just another guy they used. Dude, Drake Maverick, Samoa Joe, Two guys that they used. I almost want to just say they were fucking PR stunts, both of them. I guess in a sense, yeah. Now, I mean, I know that might sound harsh and kind of hard to understand, but they were kind of PR stunts. Drake Maverick gets fired, makes this heartfelt video saying, I'm not going to miss anything except my friends and this and that. They bring him back. They make this whole show of handing him the title, the the, uh, the the contract on the ramp, and Triple H was there, and uh, fucking you know tears going. He probably spit water before. Yeah, mm. and then when a good round came up, they were like, "By the way, you're fired again." Oh, yeah, again. I and then Joe. Same, almost the same thing. Now, Joe didn't go on there and give some fucking crybaby <laughs> speech, but they saw the outcry. Got to get him back. They get him back. As soon as Triple H is out for a little while with his little heart event, whatever that was, didn't I fire you? <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> PR stunts, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, when like when Joe got fired, like pretty much everybody, like even within the company, that were actual like performers came out and they're like, "This was a fucking bad idea." Yeah. So then they brought him back, and then like two months later, he's gone again. Well, like I said, man, I I can it's like, like a PR stunt to me. So, but I mean, the positive, I guess, to, to to gleam from that is that it was kind of everybody had the assumption that he had gotten injured again. And that he was injury prone and that that would potentially hinder any chance of him coming back and working as an actual wrestler in the future. So depending on where it is that he chooses to go, that seems like that's actually an opportunity that's on the table now. So that's at least a positive from that. Yeah, I guess. I, once again, I guess we'll just see what happens. But I, I just... I just think that they used this guy, and once they saw no more use in him, they just spit him right the fuck back out. I, 
I feel bad for him. I really do because I, I I think Joe is. I mean, talk about a guy who's paid his dues in this business. So anyway, anyway, Joe will end up somewhere, and an, another guy, whoever fucking picks him up, has more than just a a wrestler, a, possibly a manager, because Joe can fucking talk without a problem, or an, or a fucking you know a commentator part-time commentator, whatever they want. They've got a guy who can do uh, kind of a, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Right. So he'd be a good pickup for someone when they can. Um, I guess that'll bring us to our last little news story here, which... Cain <laughs> Velasquez. Yes. Former UFC heavyweight champ. Um kind of been on was on WWE a little for a not good match um it was interesting though so here's what happened looks like he is uh been arrested and this article was put out March 1st which was yesterday he was arrested on not something small not a DUI nothing like that Attempted murder, suspicion of attempted murder after an alleged shooting incident that left one man injured on Monday. Uh, there really hasn't been a ton of updates on this story, except for the fact that he is still in jail. He's right now no bail. Um, murder or attempted murder, you don't get bail. Usually they won't let you get bail until it's all sorted out. <clears throat> so... But uh, the San Jose Police Department did confirm in a tweet that he is a suspect, but did not specify if he's been charged. I, they're really not telling too much about it. Most of this article is just really about Cain Velasquez and his, um, just kind of his career. But uh, it says, here we go. Police said the man injured in the shooting was shot at least once near the intersection of Monterey Highway and Bailey Avenue. He was transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The shooting was reported at 3.14 p.m. local time. Police said this happened in broad daylight. Um, But they really don't give any kind of hint of what really happened between these two guys. Uh... I don't know if there's been any updates. I haven't looked, but uh, well, did you? Cain oh. Velasquez himself, oh, kind of had a. Uh, he gave his reason. The individual in question that he ended up shooting or attempting to murder, I guess, he said that the person had molested a family member of his, possibly quote a hundred times, and so it was a and somebody a younger person like under 18 a child of some kind i think it was like a niece or something of his but it was somebody that was a member of his family that this guy was allegedly molesting or what have you so he did very much try to kill him but he apparently was quite justified in that okay awful that's awful if that's what really happened that is completely i mean that's worse than awful that's horrendous um i understand i would be in the same mindset it's still not legal. Vigilante justice isn't legal, unfortunately. No. Um, but um, again, if all that's true, I could see a jury of your peers going, I'd have done the same thing. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you, th- I mean, who knows? You know, because nobody knows unless you know you were there. But 
the fact that like it was in broad daylight kind of does make me think that it was very much a crime of passion. Yeah. And like, that seems like that's kind of how I think I might've handled myself. If that happened to me. It was just like, I don't care if it's in public. I am going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of other things. Was the gun legal? Is he licensed? There's going to be a lot to this that hopefully will come out. Um, as as we go through, but uh, wow, if that's true, what he says, that is, uh, I understand his mindset. Yeah, and I mean, plus, if you're defending him, you know, he is a former fighter, so he could definitely make the case that maybe he has a couple head injuries and might be able to kind of find some wiggle room in that. Yeah, those maybe, but those cases haven't been doing very well. But uh, luckily, the guy has non life threatening injuries. Um, which will help him in court. I'm not saying, again, if the guy did what he did, I'm not very happy he's going to live. But I'm happy that it'll be a less of lesser of a charge on Cain Velasquez. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going with that. Um, but uh, here's another thing. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how, the, every, how all the evidence plays out, what happens. We will definitely, um, I'm sure, be seeing a lot more of this. TMZ picked it up, and you know they... They will do anything to keep keep a story going. So um, just keep waiting on that right there, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, wow, I didn't see that part of the story, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's pretty important to the whole. Because I saw that, too, because at first it was just like, it, it was kind of almost led you to believe that just like he had gone rogue or something. Like he's just fucking out here just randomly trying to kill people. Then he was like, well, there was a statement that came out that like he was basically saying that this person had, you know, molested their family member or whatever a whole bunch of times. So it's like, well, okay, well, I at least uh, see your motive. And like you said, not necessarily doesn't make it legal, but uh, I wouldn't be heartbroken if you were found innocent. No, no, not at all. I, uh, sometimes you cheer things like that. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> so, all right. I got one little thing of audio we can play, and I'm getting it pulled up right this moment. And of course, it is our good friends, the uh, the Briscoes. I always like playing their audio. I think these guys are fucking so awesome, so talented. This is kind of something they talk about. They're talking about the Hardy Boys. And um, this is going to be, I mean, the Hardy Boys are definitely, I think, I believe Jeff Hardy's non-compete ends in just like a few days, like a couple, like two or three days. It's not long from now. So... The possibility of seeing Jeff Hardy at Revolution, maybe, which is this Sunday. We're about to get into AEW right after this. This isn't a very long video or audio part, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit it right now. Okay. Okay, Hardy boys, we hear you. We hear you, Hardy boys, talking that cash money. Yeah, we hear you. You right. hear him, Chick? Every laugh you word. Hear, hey, Chick, you hear him? Every laugh word. Yo, I ain't never in my life heard so many F-bombs come out the Hardy boys' mouth. Y'all all right? Is y'all mad? I think they mad. Chick, I think they Chick, people, people in they stature shouldn't be dropping F-bombs like that. All that money y'all got, y'all cussing like that? Come but, on, hey, now. They ain't the only one making that mad. Drink this purple Kool-Aid, because I'm fired up. 
You understand what I'm saying? Well, you done crossed the line, son. You done crossed the line. I'm talking to you, Jeffrey. Talking to you, baby. Huh? <laughs> talking about my team. Huh? Yeah. I lost these things on the team. battlefield. Lost these babies on the battlefield. It's a badge of honor. Badge of honor. A badge of honor. Look at your team. Look at his team. Huh? Go, go buy the carrot, bitch. Go buy the carrot. Go, go chop through the wood, bitch. Chop through the uh, bitches of corn on the cob, bitch. In a whole bushel. Go talk about this in a whole bushel of corn on the cob. Hey, they got bananas. They got bananas, too. My team is a badge of honor. That's they, right. They team looks like the porcelain toilet bowl just after you cleaned it with the blue shit. Probably don't even brush your teeth. Check, calm down, Probably use that shit to look like a damn swan. Check, check, calm down. Hold that shit upside down. Hey, check, check. Hey, hey, let me just tell them one more thing, check. I'm just glad everybody know where to come to get that smoke. You hear me? Oh, they know. I, I'm glad everybody know where I come get that good smoke. Oh, they know. Tony Khan, you got anybody else? Yeah. Send them this way, baby. Yeah, we got you. We got you, Tony. Uh, hey, but the problem for the Hardy Boys, it ain't like FTR. Tony can't save y'all's asses. This match already been signed, sealed, delivered. Only thing y'all can hope for is that the SAT is going to get by us. But Joel, be, okay. love you boys, but let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. SAT, we love y'all. Y'all know we do. We let's be real. Planet, baby. Let's be real. We on 10, not 9. Not 9, we on 10. Hardy boys, y'all fucked. These guys are money to somebody. Big money to somebody. And I mean, they, they, yeah, we do know where to go to get the good smoke. I'm guarantee you got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How much for an eighth? <laughs> because I'll bet y'all got that shit. But I, I don't know, man. Th these guys are just fucking awesome. Just fucking awesome. I just like playing their stuff whenever I see it pop up on Facebook or somewhere. And uh, I just thought I would play that for you, everybody. But, man, them versus the Hardy Boys, I, I know they've done that match already. Mm -hmm. But those two can definitely still go. Uh, I, I'm still down to see it, man. Oh, for sure. 100% still down to see it. So, uh, there you go. All right. So I guess we can go right from there to dynamite, right, man? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this. My notes are not very, I'll tell you for a, for a go home show, this was, um, there were some highlights of this show. The, uh, the the punk thing with MJF, that was a highlight. But I think that might have been one of the only things. Um, I know they still have Rampage, and they'll probably do a little more. But um, anyway, let's go ahead and start right here with the uh, AEW Dynamite. Obviously, we started out with Tony Khan, who did... Tony Khan do a bunch of, bunch of fucking blow before going to the ring or something? Boy, apparently, like, according to every tweet that I've seen, a lot of people seem to think so. He looked gacked out of his fucking mind doing this promo, and he's, like, talking to the audience, and he's it's like, do, do, do you know y'all have, like, programs to where we can't hear that purposely? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I will post it in the Mixler chat since you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But I've seen the photos of it. Um, I've seen a bunch of the screenshots that people have taken, and Tony Khan at the beginning of Dynamite looked a lot like Adam Gase when he received the uh, became the head coach of the Dolphins. He had a press conference, and his eyes were about to bulge out of his fucking skull. I saw I that. Definitely post that in the Mixler chat here. I've seen that. I've seen that GIF. GIF. Mm -hmm. GIF. GIF. I don't know. I'm old, and forgive me. But um, 
Yeah, I have seen that one before. Go ahead and post that. Most definitely. I don't know. I don't know what, but it, Tony Khan. Listen for whatever. He looked very odd tonight. I don't know if he was excited, nervous. Um, he doesn't usually make these announcements. He usually sends Tony Schiavone out there to make these announcements. So I was kind of shocked to see uh, Tony Khan out there making the announcement. But uh, as we said earlier, he did purchase ROH. That does include the intellectual properties. That does include the library. That does include pretty much everything of this company. He is the new owner of ROH. Uh, And I think that's pretty cool, man. Um, I see, like I said, I see a lot of mixed reactions um, on the old Facebook about it. I see some people laughing at it, but... I mean, this isn't a bad purchase for him. First of all, he gets the library. First of all, let's let's just start with probably what was the most value to him is that library. Now, what he can do is if he wants to start a streaming service, he has a giant library that isn't just AEW over three years. Yeah. He has something tangible to put on a streaming service now. Hey, you guys want to go watch the old uh, ROHs? You want to watch from season one? Let's do this. Fucking pay me. Watch it. There you go. I see no problem with that. And I I, I got a feeling that's where, what's coming down the pike next. But um, I got no issues with this. I mean, I, I, I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't know if he's going to have just start hiring the guys and bring them into AEW. If this is kind of like, you know what Vince did to WCW, just kind of glom it into one and then kill it. I don't think Tony's going to do that. I think Tony might actually try to put on shows as ROH booked shows. From, from, I could see it mm-hmm. being like without them using that word, because dear God, be smart enough not to use that word, <laughs> but developmental. Yeah. Of like, cause I I don't know if like these are gonna hold up or what because like I, there's a couple of like different like sort of matches that were kind of announced. There was one match announced for the April first show. I guess all that's gotta happen. But there's a, then there's a match announced for the April first show that we were talking about with uh, Alex Zane versus Swerve Scott. And then there's a bunch of like a couple of people that they announced were just. Like uh, a bunch of like GCW people are supposed to be there, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if this isn't like a way of just like maybe he sign you know runs Ring of Honor or whatever, and he uses it as an opportunity to like kind of scout these people or bring people along or you know the, some of the people that are more that he uses more prominently on like dark or dark elevation or whatever he sends them over there to. So it's just like kind of a way to get more seasoning in front of different crowds and things like that. I don't know. I would hope that he at least like has somebody kind of maybe help him or maybe just like he put somebody in charge of running it. Because that would be my question is just like, are you going to spread yourself too thin? Because we've talked before about like all of the things that he has his hands in in terms of just like, you know, the regular day to day operations of AEW and all the stuff that like he overlooks and oversees and controls from just like from filming Dynamite to filming Grandpage and all the dark and all that kind of stuff. It's just like I would be worried that he's going to get burned out. Well, here's what's going to happen. Shane's going to show up on TV, right? And they're going to be from that's pa- true. And they're going to be from Panama City, Florida. Mm-hmm. 
that that contract, the contract says Khan. It doesn't say Nick Khan. It says Tony Khan. I'm in charge of Ring of Honor now. I'm talking like Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know what, man? Let's say you brought in a Samoa Joe to run that company. If if he did, see, this is the good thing. There's so many things that he could do. But again, uh, or not again, I, I do think this does give Tony Khan a little bit of leverage if you think about it. Okay. Think about all the guys that Vince picked from ROH that are still there. AJ Styles, um, a few, a, a few other guys that are still there from ROH. I know not many are left, but now if Vince wants any. ROH footage. He has to go to Khan. He has to go to Tony to get it. That is true. And I, I, I wouldn't doubt if WWE was in the running for at least that tape library. Minimum, minimum buying that library. Man, fucking Ian Rotten's gonna be getting a lot of phone calls from Vince soon because that's like the only other footage of a lot of those former like Ring of Honor guys. Is like they'd work Ring of Honor, they'd work IWA Mid South. Yeah, I was going to say Cesaro, but we just talked about that. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I think there's a lot of potential for what's going to come down the pike for this, and we'll have to just definitely see what's going on. Um, But I I really do think, first of all, like I said, it gives him a lot of fucking leverage, but there's a lot of different things, different ways he can go with this. I definitely see it being more of like a developmental for them, which is great. But I also right. see him, like I said, trying to put on shows as ROH promoted shows. And yeah, that is going to spread him a little thin and he's going to need some help. And I don't know, man, it would be nice to have like a like like I said, like a Samoa Joe come in. Who's yeah. Someone who's kind of known as an ROH guy. Come on in there. I know he was an impact. Leave me alone. Um, but he was. Yeah, but he was there from like yeah, the very beginning. Exactly. So you bring him in there. You get Daniel Bryan over there, or I'm sorry, Bryan Danielson every now and then to come over there and make a little appearance. And he's, you know, definitely one of those guys. Punk goes over there and makes an appearance every now and then. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't doubt if Tony has a whole nother fucking TV deal for this show. TV money right now is where it's at, dude. And this gives him another show, another TV deal. It could possibly, if he plays it right, I think that's the way to go. Get another show, get another TV deal, put ROH back on there. And now you can just send your guys in there. That's it. And you're good to go. And, you know, like I said, you get a punk to work with somebody. You get a a Brian to work with somebody. Yeah, so many people you could send over there. Shit, bring in Cesaro over there to fucking do something with these guys at that point. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. There's many ways he can go with this, and I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see which way he goes. And if he goes a shitty way, we'll shit on it. If he goes the right way, we'll we'll praise it. No, I don't, I don't know where else to go from there. Eric has a theory here. He says it's going to be their NXT. Cody will run Ring of Honor just like Triple H ran NXT. Just my theory from Eric. I'm okay with that. Like anything that keeps Cody off of actual AEW television, I don't care if he shows up in WWE, if he runs Ring of Honor, just keep him off my TV for a while, please. 
No, I'm not going to lie. I Cody definitely popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Definitely popped up in my head thinking he might do something with this company. And uh, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But um, like I said, there's so many possibilities, which makes it good. It was a, it was a good purchase by him, in my opinion. Yeah, if only for the tape library. Uh, exactly. Like I said, that's that's where the value is right there. It's the tape library. And it's the intellectual properties of some of those guys that he now owns. Right. Because, so, I mean, a lot of people on their roster form a Ring of Honor guys, like, for a lengthy period of time. Like, yeah. obviously, this, you know, you talk about Punk, Danielson, but, like, even, like, Jack Evans was there for a very long time initially. Yeah, and let's face it, if Vince bought a library like that with all the intellectual rights, you understand he would have just started trademarking everything and these guys would have been fucked out there. Right. So a lot of things, I again, I personally think this was a good purchase for him. We'll see what happens down the road. We'll see what they're going to do with it. And um, it's either going to be good or it's going to be stupid. We'll find out what happens down the road. Um, we shall see. Speaking of not stupid, though, I'll tell you what, this Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels, which was kind of a ROH throwback match. Well, that was the thing. Right. <laughs> is that he, like, they even promoted it as here are the people that were involved in the first ever main event of Ring of Honor. And I felt like there's a scene in The Simpsons where they they show at the nursing home gone with the wind for seniors and at the very end grandpa simpson says didn't this movie used to have a war in it and then an or like a bunch of orderlies take him away <laughs> i felt like grandpa simpson in this moment because i was sitting there thinking i was like hey wait a minute wasn't there another person that was also in that main event and there certainly was that person was low-key and they completely neglected to mention, and very much intentionally, that Loki was also in the main event of that first ever Ring of Honor show as a triple threat match. Lo who? <laughs> exactly. Well, they went they went low key with it, Smart. <laughs> there you go. Is what they did. They did. <laughs> Which it has been a wonderful week for just people I enjoy making fun of because there was a guy, uh, MLW signed a, a, a dwarf wrestler. Oh, mini man, I believe his name is. Oh, and like the, there was a bunch of like the first like 15 comments were just congratulations, Austin Aries, <laughs> which made me laugh. Like every time I read another one, it was like, yeah, I've seen the joke before, but it gets funnier every time. And now there was a bunch of like, like people on social media have had a lot of fun with because uh, I was checking it out while I was while we were doing the show, seeing if anything new had popped up. But I saw that low key was trending, and it was a bunch of just people posting <laughs> pictures of like small children being upset, and it'd be like low key watching Dynamite right now. Oh my god. I'm sorry, dude. It's well deserved for that guy. He re- he's just doesn't have a good reputation, and it it's warranted. Oh, it's very warranted. But like you know for a fact that like the only person who treats wrestling more like it's a like a shoot than Bret Hart. It's like Bret. It's Bret Hart and it's Loki. So you know for sure that Loki's sitting there watching and like they're talking about how it was the first ever main event of Ring of Honor and how like influential it was. And they just completely neglect to mention him. He had to have been fuming. Wow. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that he was in that match. But that's uh, that. Yeah, uh, I'll post. There's a link here, actually, of uh, 
for a tweet from Body Slam Pro Rest or Body Slam net on Twitter from the 23rd. So it was just like looking back on because uh, it's 20 years ago at this point. Wow. And there's a photo of them all in the ring together. The first ever Ring of Honor show. Yeah, let me slide over to that monitor. Oh, yeah. Yep, there's Loki. Look at him taking it serious. Asshole. No, always. That's funny. They're all like kind of crouched down, so they all look like they're the same size. But that it's an optical illusion. If ever there, <laughs> Loki has Loki's got lifts on anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, I got to tell you, this was a great opening match right here. I mean, <laughs> Brian uh, Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels. How could this not be a good match? I just can't believe Danielson can or. Uh, 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 Christopher Daniels can still go like this at his age, man. It, it it's kind of an anomaly, dude. If you think about it, no one should be able to do what he does in the ring at his age and still not look like it's hurting him. You know, guy's been doing this forever and working the same style for a long time. So I don't know, man. I I thought it was cool because I didn't. I honestly wasn't sure if he was still with the company. It's been a while since we've seen uh, uh, Christopher Daniels on TV. Yeah, and he's just I guess like a reduced schedule because I mean he's he is getting up there. But like we always talk about, and rightfully so, because the man is immortal. But we talk about like our truce aging process. Uh, if you watch Beyond the Mat, Christopher Daniels is in fucking Beyond the Mat, and even at the time, he's like indie veteran Chris Daniels. So like yes. that guy's been doing it for literally forever. Because it's it's so funny because there's like the two people, like two of Mike Modest students. Or uh, not Mike Modest. Mike Modest was one of the people, but it was two of the students from the uh, wrestling school that they chronicled, and they were both like really hoping to get a shot. And then like they're just like everybody was there. They kept asking people what they thought of their match, and they were, they were really just hungry and desperate for feedback. And then you just see like Christopher Daniels walking around to the back with like just a plate full of catering. Like he <laughs> he's already he already knows the score, even in like fucking ninety nine, ninety eight, whatever it was. Just like yeah, pin me, pay me. On one of my old YouTube channels, I actually had the video of uh, Cena and Christopher Daniels and uh, Samoa Joe, like, all training together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that. I don't know where it is, but I had it. I used to have it, but that, that channel got canceled. Yeah. Well, there's a famous clip of, like, somebody asked Cena to do, like, a... Uh wrist lock and he ended up doing like an arm bar mm-hmm. and then like there's this like people kept clowning on him for it oh yeah yeah there's plenty of that shit out there but uh i thought with the announcement this was a great way to start off the show um danielson gets the win as yeah just the same way he's been doing kind of with the you know elbows to the head and then doing the old muscle man pose as they give uh grabs a mic moxley comes down they're both in the ring once again, I'm loving this fucking this feud. I'm really liking the back and forth. And it wasn't even really a back and forth tonight. It was really just Moxley came out there and talked shit. Like, motherfucker, the only person bleeding is going to be you, and I'm fucking you know, ready to kill you is basically what he said. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it wasn't. It was kind of a little bit more Moxley than it was Danielson, but... 
it's been a pretty interesting feud for, for whatever it, you know it was. It's not like a blood feud, but it was just like, all right, we're going to compete and we're going to see and you know see if you can earn my respect. I'll see if I can earn your respect. That kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. That's probably one of the better matches on the pay per view. Yeah, I definitely think so. It's going to be fucking pretty awesome to watch on Sunday. Um, and like I said, Moxley is out there selling the shit out of that. That might have been. There were two highlights of the show, and I think that and the punk thing was that that's really it right um i dude right after that match we get this little sting and darby allen this little backstage video thing darby allen sounded like the opposite of tony khan he sounded like he was like taking fucking xanax or something Mm -hmm. i got in the cops i wanted to fall asleep three words into his him talking what the fuck was that? Why did someone not say cut, reshoot? I mean, for whatever it's worth, I think it might just be like kind of one of those where we talk about how Orton, like his promos are good if he's actually invested in whatever feud he's in, but if he's not, he's just full on autopilot. Yeah. Like this cycle, the pay per view cycle for the feud that Darby's got this this time around, it just it seems very like kind of just thrown together. And like I wouldn't blame him necessarily if he's just kind of checked out. Like they've been doing segments between them, like him and Andrade and Sting and whatnot, and then Hardy. But it really hasn't gone beyond like Andrade Andrade wants to hire him and he thinks that he's Sting's lackey, but then right. Darby says he's not Sting's lackey, and then that was pretty much it. Like it hasn't really evolved from there. No, it really hasn't. I mean, I, I I see where you're where you're going there, but I don't know, man. It, it if you're doing something that you can reshoot, someone go slap him and be like, "Dude, wake the fuck up! Here's a fucking Red Bull." Right. I mean, I don't know. To me, I was just like, "What, dudes?" I mean, it sounds like me after fucking smoking pot all day. Right. I mean, I get it. I've been there, but. I'm also not fucking paid to talk on television. You know, I see Christopher Kane in the chat, and I'm kind of sad we don't get to hear him talking about Cody sucking his own dick anymore. And it 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 it, it kind of puts a hole in my heart. I really got to say that. It is kind of wild that that was re- legitimately like one of the first things I thought about when they were talking about Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ah. I I didn't like watching his segments, but we had a lot of fun making fun of his segments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know, you know, I'm I'm glad to see Christopher Kane there. He says the uh, Dem Boys or AEW bound. I would love to see the Briscoes go over there. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of thinking that that was going to be what ended up happening with this because, like, I don't know if that's the very next thing on the show, but they had that uh, battle royal, the tag team battle royal. Christopher Kane is in Texas. Huh. Where you at, man? I'm gonna come find you. There you go. I'm gonna hunt you down. All right. <laughs> he said end of an era. No. It is. I got a feeling it's not. I don't think you gotta worry. I think Cody will be sucking that dick before we know it, and we'll be right back. We'll be, it'll be the beginning of a new Cody sucking his own dick era. Um, we're gonna have to do like a fucking Hollywood hangout where we just review roads to the top. <laughs> oh, he's in. I don't even know where that is. So, mm. all right, I won't come hunt you down now. 
Right. Well, I'm curious. I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to say it out loud for anonymity's sake. But... Yeah, it's, I, I did the same thing, obviously. I'm not sure quite where that is. Probably close. I could find out real quick. Hold on. Here. Oh. Oh. I don't think we can both Google something at the same time. Well, my, 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 mine's on the other monitor, and I don't feel like going over there. You can Google that. Oh, it's in El. Pa- oh, it's 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 in El Paso, so it's far from me. Nah. Well, I hope you're having a good time anyway, man. And don't worry, Cody will be blowing himself before you know it, sir. Sorry, Eric. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he knows. Poor Eric just has to hear us fucking shit on Cody Rhodes for the last few minutes of the show. He's gone. I thought they would stop. No. No. <laughs> you thought wrong. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Teddy Hart hasn't done anything in a while, and we still mention him from time to time. It's just, it's one of those things. It's a familiar place. Yeah. And Eric, I'll take care of that. Um, Anyway, uh, after that, after all that fun, we had the uh, Casino Tag Team Battle Royal, which all their battle royals just kind of turned into clusterfucks. This one had uh, did not disappoint. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, Top Flight and Darius Martin got a huge pop for the return of Darius Martin. Um, Enjoy it while it lasts. I think you might be right there. Uh, the acclaimed came out. Had a they had a good line about the Kane tweet, which I'm not getting into. Mm-hmm. Kane made a fucking talk about foot in mouth. <laughs> well, he's not alone. Nia Jax joined him. Well, which yeah, yeah if you want to do I didn't some extracurricular reading after the show, anybody can check that out at their leisure. But wait, yeah, wait, wrestling wait. Twitter not always the best place. What be. did she post? Uh, something worse than Kane. <laughs> no, did she? Yeah, she compared. Um, basically compared it to the mask mandate. She said that all the people that are standing for the Ukraine couldn't even stick up for their own rights at home. And then she apparently captioned a photo with an explosion emoji and boom in all caps. So she's just doing great for herself. What the fuck does does crazy ass Putin attacking fucking Ukraine have to do with mask mandates? I have no clue. Like, it's not even a matter of, like, debating whether or not you agree with her stance. It's what is her stance? Like, what the I... fuck are you talking about? Oh, man. I'm confused. You know what? That's You're right. That's for, like, another day. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wormhole. Wow. Rest oh, here it is. I'll, I'll post it in the Mixler chat for those who are uh, curious. But Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll read it, but I, I, I really don't even want to. Bother All these it. motherfuckers saying, quote, I stand with Ukraine, couldn't even stand for their own personal rights for two years because they were scared to breathe. And then she put boom and an explosion emoji. Uh, <laughs> Which, whew, you want to talk about bad optics. Um, really? Alex Zane caliber optics at the moment. Well, and, based on his eye injury. And, <laughs> Not based yeah. on anything he's ever said. And just to be clear, I believe both sides are with Ukraine at this point. No 
No one wants. Yeah, well, a lot of people aren't very fond of like women and children being killed. No, it's really hard, hard to find takers in that argument. No, I'm. Why did she? Why? Well, expect to see her on the Control Your Narrative show coming up. <laughs> yep. If you would like to uh, join Nia Jax in the ranch for $99. Oh, it's going to be a pretty... It, their women's division is going to be fucking tight. You're going to get Nia Jax. You're going to get fucking Jessica Havoc, Tessa Blanchard. It's going to be it's going to be fun for everyone. Ah, yeah. Eve, uh, yeah, fucking Eva Lee will be there. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Well, she's just... That that's a different one, but anyway, um, cause, again, I I did like the acclaimed. They they did make fun of Kane's tweet, um, which was I like that line. That was funny as hell. I I did get a chuckle out of that. My kid was like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "Don't ask." Um, they said they were going to send one of the teams back to ring honor. Yeah, you laugh. yeah. <laughs> Um, that's actually that's a potentially new um, instead of the weekly Cody Rhodes sucking his own dick and a potential uh, Christopher Kane writes Sonny is in jail again like that could be something that could be a uh-huh. revolving door of yeah. uh, status updates there you go well seems uh, she's going to be there for a while I yes I, 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 I didn't even want to get into it dude I it's <laughs> it's I, I, I really didn't I I didn't even have it on our fucking list to talk about because at this point. I, I really I really had to check the date on the article. Yep. Like I, I know I, I'm surprised eventually someone does that. Is this an old old article? No, it's not an old article. It's new. So I I, I just didn't even want to get into it. I I, I, I yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is. We don't have to deep dive into that. No. Side, but Sonny is once again in jail. If you were curious, I don't feel bad for her at this point. No. She's, she's bringing her own luck, and uh, it's none none of it's good. And uh, I hope she can pull out of it eventually. And I. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. oh yeah, hopefully there's not a, like a very loud noise when she pulls out of it. No pun intended. <laughs> um. I just hope she can see some error in her ways and uh, and straighten up. But, uh, yep, back in jail. I don't think she's getting out this time. There's some DUIs and some violations of her parole on there. So um, whatever time she got it, she, she got out for good, she's going to owe time. So I mm-hmm. expect to see her in there for a while. Anyway, I really didn't. It's, it, it's like old hat at this point. It is. So anyway. I this match. I think we all knew the young bucks were going to end up coming down to be the last one. Darius Martin was the one in there against the young bucks. Of course, the young bucks won the match, and um, that's AEW. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, you, that's it. That's uh, <laughs> no. I was actually mildly surprised because the the way that they kept filming the match, well, they they would like do this big cutaway when it got to be about, like, five seconds left before a new team came out. Right. And I was like, are they building towards, like, the last team's actually going to be somebody, like, kind of interesting? And then I was thinking, like, okay, you know, Ring of Honor, that whole thing's like, mm, do we get the Briscoes? But no, we didn't really get any big surprise there. It was sort of the normal run of teams. That would have been awesome, though, to see those two come down at the end right there. I think, I don't know, like, I mean, there's no point in going into this super long, super hard, but, like... I kind of question the strategy, and yes, they had announced it a couple weeks in advance, but doing two straight battle royals. Like, yeah, you they use 
kind of different teams on some right. of them. Some of the, a lot of the teams were the same, but there was like one or two that were different from Battle Royal to Battle Royal. But like, I don't know, does it kind of make the teams that don't win look bad? Like they blew their shot twice. Which, and I mean, okay, yeah, who cares how the Butcher and the Blade look, but, like, Santana and Ortiz lost twice. Yeah. Like, these yeah, like these are consequential people, in some cases, that, like, you know, people actually care about and that you're actually pushing big, important storylines involving. Yeah, but in a battle royal, does it really matter if you lose? I reckon not, but, I don't know, it's just weird to do just back-to-back battle royals and then to have the same teams in both battle royals. It's just odd to me i was waiting to I see get it before i complained like if the there's going to be a big difference between battle royal a and battle royal b but there was a lot of the same teams with just like one or two different ones yeah not yeah, like dirk here was saying he was hoping the briscoes would show up yeah i wish man i wish that would have been awesome if they did it really would have been um yeah especially after what i just played from them those motherfuckers are definitely ready to fucking go in but um <laughs> Anyway, we got Punk coming out here, and uh, he's talking about the MJF promo last week, and he cuts this kind of heartfelt promo also. Um, Well, at first he called out MJF, and then he cut the heartfelt promo uh, kind of to MJF, and Punk puts out his hand, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not the best guy, but I'm trying, and he puts out his hand. And MJF just hesitates and then just gives him this the just this big hug. Right. I don't know if you felt it, but you knew what was coming. Oh, for sure. You knew square kick right in the ding ding. Uh, He he plants Punk with like a draping, kind of almost a draping pile driver. Yeah, the heat seeker he calls it. Exactly. Uh, rips off his shirt and he's got this t-shirt on with the picture of him meeting punk i thought that was an awesome little touch just a little added uh little added bonus to the segment mm-hmm. um mjf calls out wardlow and spears they both come out mjf um gets the ring they hit punk i don't know if you saw that fucking that looked like punk got cut up pretty fucking bad yeah he was bleeding really heavily not even uh, when they showed it from that top view, though, when he was had his head back outside the ring on the apron, you could see like the gash open in it. It was bad. He was bleeding profusely, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great, but uh, they're beating Punk down. He's bleeding. FTR is not letting security get down there to help him, uh, and they basically. I was surprised they did this. They like hung punk basically. Yeah, more or less. With Sean Spears pulling back on the dog collar when it was on his neck. Um, and then suddenly Darby and Sting come out and make the save. But this was a great segment. And I'm glad they didn't let this MJF think they can't let it go further because the 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 match is coming up. But I think this worked out great the way it worked. It's interesting because it, it ties in. Like, I was curious to see how they were going to do this, where if they were just going to be like, you know, he comes out this week and was just like, oh, yeah, it was all, you know, a trick. It was all a ruse, hum, a clever, cunning heel. And, like, I guess 
that was ultimately what they were trying to say. But like at the same time, him still like him taking off his like suit jacket or whatever, him having the T-shirt of him bunk together. Right. I feel like that does more to paint the narrative of like what he was doing last week about how he was his hero and he let him down. And it's not it's not good enough that he wants to make nice. Now he has to avenge. You know, has to get revenge for how Punk has betrayed him, that kind of stuff. And even the little promo that he cut at the end, where he was talking about, he, you know, he said, he, I'm, a, I'm the snake, and the greatest trick the devil ever played was making you think he didn't exist. That was word for word the same promo that Punk cut when he won the Ring of Honor title and he yep. signed it like his WWE contract on the belt was the whole thing of he was supposed to be faced and then he cut, cut this long scathing heel promo. It's like even that, like using the same verbiage and referencing that promo, it's just a little nice extra touch for those nerds like myself who know these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. It just turned out to be a really, really fucking good segment between these two guys. But punk was just bleeding like a fucking stuck pig, man. It was, it was pretty fucking brutal to watch, but, uh, it made for a great visual when, um, you know, MJF's holding his head back, and you could just see the blood dripping off his fucking eyelashes. Yeah. It made for a great visual. So, um, you know, purposely or not, it 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 looked good. Um, after that, Smart, we had this women's tag match. And uh, it was Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. It was a decent match, but I, I brought it up just to ask you something. Did it look like all these girls had no timing? Yeah, it was a little off. I, I know what you're saying. The timing, what like that happens sometimes. And sometimes it's just more glaringly obvious than others where you just see a match between two people or in this case, four people. Mm. And they just the chemistry is off and the match suffers because of it. I think that's what happened. It wasn't a bad match, but just like you said, it was a little off. It just at times it looked like it, 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 there you go. It botched tastic. Exactly. W uh, WBYU. That's exactly what it was. There were times where they were literally just standing there waiting for a move to happen or they it, it just it, it didn't look right. Some of this match chemistry, none timing off. I wasn't a fan of this match. It it, it I mean, at one point, Jamie Hayter. Uh, through this um, kick to Mercedes Martinez that was like a mile and a half away from her, uh, it just it just nothing, not not a very good match. Decent maybe, but that's about as far as I would go with that. So, I'm not going to sit there and complain about it too much. Their women's division was was picking up, and this match did not help it at all. Um, we had Sammy back out though with the cue cards, and um. For the picture-in-picture, picture, as we usually do. Basically, it was just a promo on the uh, AHFO, which I'm still not feeling. I don't give a shit about it. But yeah. um, Sammy back, again, he had the um, he had a little bit of a thing to his uh, ocular issue. And uh, Sammy's back. Good thing. Good thing. I'm kind of hoping that when they, as we were talking about Jeff Hardy coming soon, that they just sort of drop the whole Hardy family thing. Just like, or not Hardy family thing, but the Hardy box office. Just, just let it go. Yeah, like, it's not doing anything for anyone. Nobody is more over because of it. No, and you just basically have yourself a giant collection of jobbers for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, hold on. 
Oh, hold on. I had to stand up for a second. My knee was locking the fuck up on me. Because, I mean, it's like Butcher and Blade, they, they hardly ever win. The bunny hardly ever wins anything. Unfortunately for me, because I'm a fan of theirs, TH2, they don't win shit. Like, like you just have uh, just a menagerie of fucking jobbers. Yeah, pretty much so. <sighs> anyway, speaking of jobbers, we get Wardlow versus Caesar Bononi, who I, I actually see that guy as a big star at one point, if they can... I, 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 he's got a great look. He's got a fucking great physique, and I, he's great. He's good in the ring. I see no problems with the guy. He's um, huge. I hadn't seen him in a minute. I yeah. forgot how big he was. Yeah, big motherfucker. Um, it was a quick Wardlow swash match, but this is kind of where we saw the little bit of uh, Sean Spears. Right after the match, he goes in to hit Caesar with a chair. Wardlow grabs the chair, stops him. They get face to face. Spears, uh, Spears backs down. Wardlow gets his little celebration, but right after that, Smark, we get Marvez back there with Wardlow and Sean Spears. MJF comes up and completely bitches him out. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, oh look, I'll, I'll let you keep the title if you win it Sunday. And then Wardlow like pushed him. He pushed him right. He didn't hit him. Yeah. And then MJF slapped him. And he's like, bitch, you work for me, not AEW. <laughs> Didn't they tell him he was not a wrestler, he was his bodyguard. Yeah, I'm I mean, I, I get where they were going. They want you to have a little more sympathy for Wardlow because obviously something's gonna happen sooner rather than later. But I'm not sure this was the right way to do it. I I just didn't I like I don't have, I didn't have a problem with the segment, but I feel like I just push it back to like the week after the pay per view. I mean, obviously, him saying that if he wins the battle or not the battle royal, but the ladder match, he uh, gets to keep the title. But right. like, so obviously, you can't do that particular part of the segment the week after the pay per view. But I just mean like, I don't think you really needed to further the tension between the two of them this particular week. It was just like there's enough going on. Yeah. Yeah, there is. This it was unnecessary, unneeded. I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, but I mean, again, this show moved kind of quick. Right away, we're at the Fish O'Reilly and Cole versus Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds match, which was the main event. Um, decent match. I saw nothing wrong with it. Cole ended up pinning pinning Alex Reynolds for the win. Um. Page took a beating after the match, and then he gets duct taped to the ring ropes. And I don't know, it just reminded me of a cuckold video. They're sitting there taking out Red Dragons, taking out Silver and Reynolds, and all all Page can do is watch. They cuckold Page. Basically, Which what they did, and that is a common thing if you're uh, named Page. Apparently. <laughs> Because you got you got DDP, you've got uh, old Page yourself. If your name's Page, it's just kind of written in the stars. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I guess so. But uh, I didn't think it was a bad show tonight. I just thought it um, for a for a dynamite go home show, which is your 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 flagship show. It really is. I just thought it was lacking a little bit. That's kind of the weird thing, and I don't disagree, because like you said, only really two feuds, in my opinion, got pushed or elevated to the point where you wanted to see it more than the previous week. But that's kind of the weird thing about them is that they 
do things so like they actually don't just fucking try to sneak in hyping the pay-per-view the week before. Like they do a good job of hyping it like weeks in advance. So a lot of these matches were already kind of set in motion and they had already hyped them a week or two prior. But so like you didn't have to do it so hard. You didn't have to rely on the last show so hard to promote the matches. But at the same time, like you said, there's really only two. What I thought was interesting a little bit is uh, like they're actually putting matches on the opener that are like feuds that they actually built. Like they're not just yeah. throwing people together on the opener. Cause yeah. they have, uh, they announced it was going to be hook versus QT Marshall, which it's a feud that they built entirely on rampage, but it's still a feud that they built. So it's mm-hmm. like, it amounts to something, I guess. And then like, they did the whole big video package this week about Chris Statlander and, uh, completely blanking on her name. Lay- Layla Hirsch. There we go. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be doing that match on the opener too. So it's not, they're not just throwing together two random matches. It's like actual matches that have, whether you like them or not, they at least tried to build them and try to add some heat to them. Yeah, they try. At least. So, all right, man. I think we're good to go. There you go. All right. Let's hit the fucking music, knock out the plugs, and get on out of here, man. Way longer show than I thought it was going to be. Um, all right, folks, that means you guys can check out the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man, it's Mojo, it's G-Wiz, and you should be checking them out on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Don't forget, two T's in Mitt. And uh, check them out. Metal Mitt Podcast Network, YouTube also. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check those guys out right there live on Mixler. Once again, Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, you've got Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. And, by the way, I was on their show Friday. I had a great fucking time. Uh, We talked to the greatest tag teams of all time. And uh, Doug kind of made a game out of it to where you guessed which tag team was in the slot. And um, it was pretty cool. I Believe it or not, I I won. Nice. I got the most. Uh, I do get to pick their next poll, and um, I will get back to them on that. So definitely go check that out on uh, all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, you can always listen to them live right there every um uh, EUP network right over there on Blog Talk Radio, so check that out also. And um, but yeah, I had a great time doing it. We were over there with um, it was me, Eric, Doug, uh, Daniel, and oh my god, I can't remember who the hell was on the show with us. But um, oh, Eric's in here going, God damn it! You should know who this. I completely forgot who was on the show with us. But um, of course, I was drinking. So, Steve Milan, appreciate you sharing the show, buddy. Uh, definitely go check him out, letterboxboxd.com, slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan, over there reviewing films. That's right, Bob Hazelwood was on there with us. That's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, former manager, so it was fun to have him on. It was just a great time doing the show. And uh, I'll be back, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, this week's this Saturday night. Check me out right here on Mixler.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. And I'll be back with Hollywood Hangout. So here you go. Go ahead, man. You got it. Mondays at 8.30 p.m. on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. It is Cheese on Sports. Cheese, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt with two T's, and myself. 
We're picking games. We're talking NHL, MLB, Strike, and NBA, as well as UFC predictions, discussions, analysis, whatever you want, whatever you need. We got you covered. Be sure to check us out. And be sure to check out our friends Mojo and Dirk. Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show. They are just there devious, dastardly, heathenist men, and that's why we love them. And also, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Raconteur. It's the Planet Raconteur podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Jack Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available for you, as well as new episodes of Season 2 dropping as we speak, so be sure to subscribe. There you go. All right, folks. Great chat room tonight. Appreciate all you guys coming on out, listening to us live. It is greatly appreciated. And on that note, Smart, I will see you next week. Everybody else, if you want to come on by, I will see you on Hollywood Hangout Saturday night. I have to piss like a motherfucker. So, see ya. Take your 